You're listening to Ricky Gervais, with me, Stephen Merchant, and Carl Pilkington. Now, you, uh, probably know me from such works as The Office and Extras, uh, uh, Stephen being my, um, co-writer and co-director on those things. For those people who are not so aware of Carl Pilkington, um, he was our producer, sort of given to us when we first started on, uh, XFM, um, but this, this is the, this, yeah, this is what I'm here to answer. Mm. It's because I like to be in a room with Carl Pilkington. Mm. You know, like some people go and help sort of chimps. <laughs> Do they? Yeah. Well, they people, go to the, the you know, the, yeah, the, the jungles and things. And yeah. help out little sort of endangered Diane species. Fossey or whatever. Exactly, You're yeah. very much the Diane Fossey of the, of the, the, of the Manchester of, scene. Of <laughs> the, of the, uh, little bald mank world. <laughs> and Carl Pilkington is, is an ongoing experiment for me, because I've seen him blossom from an idiot into an imbecile. <laughs> and yeah. I, wa I want to see it through. Look at the way he's looking at us through the glass. Mm -hmm. Look at that, he's got a perfectly round head. Um, and that's why I'm doing this, um, podcast, or bodcast, as I'm gonna call it in, um, his honour. Little round-headed bod-type freak. If you're not familiar with bod, we can maybe put up a picture of bod, the popular cartoon kids character. Go to rickygervais.com and you'll see a picture of Carl and a picture of bod. And you draw your own conclusions as to the likeness. Carl, what do you think about all this? That's alright. Are you excited by this new technology? What? Bodcasts? <laughs> yeah, exactly. Um, it's just, I mean, we are living in that sort of era now, aren't we? Like, you need to... Yeah, to listen to stuff on demand when you want it and stuff. I know yeah. you, you were, you're not a fan of the iPod in general, are you, or any of the MP3 things, you're concerned? Uh, it's, I'm warming to it, but... This is what's amazing about Carl, even though he's talking about things like MP3 players, computers, uh, iPods, he sounds like he's, he was found in a glacier and, and thawed out. <laughs> yeah, Do you know what I mean? Yeah. He's sort of taught to yeah. speak. We're, we're a couple of high school guys who <laughs> found him and we're, take, we're trying to ingratiate him in the, uh, in the gang, trying yeah. to pass him off as someone from the modern day. No, I no, but, but my thing with, with iPods is, now, do we need them? Do you know what I mean? We're, we're living in that era now where we have invented most of the stuff that we need, <laughs> and now we're just messing about. They said that in 1900. Someone actually said everything that's to be invented has already been invented. They what? said that in 1900, and how wrong were they? No, but what, what came out, what, at what point, what was invented in that year where they went, right, that's it now? What, well, what did they invent in 1900 that, that made them go, we've, we've done it all now? Well, just think, think a little bit, right? The 20th century. Think what happened in the 20th century. Go on. Well, cars, planes. Yeah, but is that a good thing? Planes and that. Do you need to, do you need a plane, really? Wouldn't it have been better if we all stuck where we should be, instead of travelling about? War. Why? War, well look, war's, war's happening, innit? Because everyone's saying, well now we can fly, we'll go over there. So I'm, there were no that. wars prior to the invention of the aeroplane? Not like, not like there is today. Right. But what I'm saying is, the more, the, the world's got smaller on it, everyone's saying that, right? Yeah. Uh, you know, the way I was saying to you the other day, uh, you know, we, we now go to places where we shouldn't go. People go on holiday to places where you've got to have an injection before you go there. Yeah. Forget it then. That, yeah. that, that's a warning. Don't well, go there. I'm with you on that. I, I, I don't want to enter a country where I have to have an injection to stop me from dying while I'm in that country. Right, I totally agree with you on that. So what yeah. happened is, so they invented the plane and it's like, oh, let's go on holiday, and then they go, oh, die now. Oh, well, you've got to invent something, let's invent an injection. And then it's like, right, well, what, what else do we need to go to that place? There's a lot of faffing. <laughs> <laughs> so what I'm saying is, I'm- Is that I'm, a place, a lot of faffing? What, what I'm saying is, you know, Steve's travelled more than I have, you've been to, like, dangerous places. I've been to places where you need injections, yep. Yeah, but why? 
because it's fascinating, isn't it? You know, don't you not believe in that idea of uh, travel broadens the mind? You know, well, it makes you experience other ways of life, other ways of thinking. It just enriches you as a human being. That's the whole reason people go travelling. Well, since the invention of the telly, you don't have to go that far to You're see it. You're absolutely right. So uh, there you go then. The telly was the twentieth century, wasn't it? Yeah, it's pretty good. So where would you have, where would you stop then? You'd stop making stuff now, stop inventing stuff right now, or do you well, think we could carry on for another five years, see what comes up, and then just draw a line under it all? Well, but again, uh, we, we're just messing about. And but I there's still things to do, isn't there? I mean, I, I know I could throw things up. You can always get answer about it, but you know, a cure for cancer, a cure for AIDS. Yeah, but d should we should we mess with that? What do you mean? Because there's too there's too many people in the world as it is, isn't there? So that's a way of controlling it. So that, you know, like, look at London, right? It's overpopulated. The rent keeps going up because there's more and more people surviving, right? If you let them die, it's going to even itself out. See, I was saying to someone the other day about maybe we should look at, if we're going to invent something, right, forget, like, the traditional way of people having kids, right? The way they, you know, have it away in that. You know, <laughs> what, do you mean? what do you mean? No, you know, like, the, the way that, you know, we, we have kids and stuff. If it'd be good if what happened was to, to control it is if man and woman, right, they sort of, they're born and that, they enjoy their life, they learn a lot, they live to be about 78, I think by that point. <laughs> so specific. Yeah, no, 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 yeah. but seven, by 78 I reckon you've sort of got to that point where you go, do you know what, I've done everything I'm going to do. If you haven't bungee jumped by the time you're 78 you're not going to do it. No. You know what I mean? So it's kind of like... Your hips have come off. You've, you've done it all now, so I've had, I've had my innings. Yeah. And then you die, right? So, say if everyone had that, they lived to be 78. Mm. But then, just as you die... They give you the bumps. You get... <laughs> you have a little baby inside you, and as you die, your life carries on. Sorry, how is this you, happening? Sorry, are you mental? No, no, but don't you think... I mean, what? I've never heard such dribble. You say, you're saying that, but if, if, if Newton said it, you'd go, hmm, interesting. <laughs> that's, that's what annoys <laughs> me. The point is, Carl, he never would. No, He'd what? never say it, that's the point. But I, if you I never don't, say it, if you never I say it... I don't understand what you're talking about there. What, <laughs> how, how, how was it, how is there a little baby in a 78-year-old? No, what I'm saying is, it's like an apple, where... <laughs> The apple grows and it's got its little baby pips in it, and and the apple goes and the seeds are planted and a new one's born. But what that's I, what happens. But that is what reproduction is. Yeah, but I'm saying babies aren't being born left, right, and centre. It's 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 controlled so that as someone dies, someone's born. But Carl, stop. H whose responsibility is Look, this? If you don't want to do but it, we won't do it. But is I'm it just supposed to be nature? Has nature got to, to develop <laughs> humans so that we act that way? We, we live that <laughs> way? Or I is like, this a scientific experiment? I like, he said, he said to you then, he said, Look, if you don't want to do it, we don't need to do it. <laughs> yeah. Like, if you were up for it, <laughs> yeah. we'll sort it out. <laughs> yeah. We can do that. We'll have a whit round so no, we can do the research. I, I just think, at the end of the day, we've got to do something. And is anyone keeping an eye on this and, and looking at what we can do next to control the population thing? It does my head in that I've got to live in London for work and what have you. <laughs> and there's loads of people here. And, you know, forget going out on a Saturday night, it's too busy. And you can't move and they keep... I mean, what annoys me about London So is your solution is that 78-year-old women have little babies inside them. And, and as they slip away into death, the yeah. little babies... And how is that baby then Who raised? Who looks after the baby? Because it's a pretty good system, having a baby <laughs> while you're young enough to look after that baby and make sure it lives <laughs> yeah. to, uh, you know, reproductive age itself. I mean, that, one, it's, that's, that system's been working for years. Nature's sort of sorted it out. Natural selection and evolution sort of makes that a, a good model. But wait a minute, Nature. Pop that on hold, because Carl Pilkington's got an idea. <laughs> yeah. Uh, 
It's just, it was just, it was, that's what it was, just an idea. Yeah, well, it was, you know, it was nonsense. But, but thank <laughs> you for it. The worst <laughs> yeah. I mean, it was the ramblings of it was the ramblings of someone you'd find by themselves in a hospital eating flies. Yeah, this is the sort of thing you find when uh, if they find uh, maybe a, a pamphlet or a, a booklet written by a psychopath. <laughs> you know, someone just <laughs> yes. before they went on a rampage and then turned the gun on themselves, they yeah. go through their possessions and they find a book I and it's got weird drawings, women with knives in their face, yeah. and this kind of guy. In fact, I saw uh, I saw a similar sort of theory written out on a wall, but it was written in shit. <laughs> exactly. Yeah. Well, uh, now time for one of our regular features. Monkey news. Do the jingle. Oh, chimpanzee that monkey news. Right, what, what we're doing here is, right, is, uh, just giving you a bit of, bit of monkey news that's, that's gone on, right, where <laughs> a monkey's been involved in it. Good little story in that. Yeah. Uh, are you familiar with the one that went into space? The first, uh, the first sort of thing they ever sent up there before man did it and all that. You see, this is what annoys me with it, really. Armstrong gets all the... All the glory, but do you know who went up there before, before him? A monkey. Yeah. Yeah. Dog but, went up first. But what was the monkey called? I don't know. No, sure. Okay. So it's not the most informed news bulletin. The dog was called Lyca. Was it? Yeah. They couldn't get it back there. They sent it up there, did a few tests and stuff, and they couldn't get it back. They weren't they weren't prepared to bring the capsule back yet. Brilliant. We could all do that. So is that a, is that a you know is that a good mission? Well, I just think it was seeing what if it if if the mission itself killed it, but they didn't have the technology because of course it couldn't it couldn't fly the capsule back, which it has to be manned to bring right, it. Well, this this was this was the next one up then, right? So the dog must have gone first, and then they went right. We made an error there, right? Get the monkey in, and what happened is they taught it um, what buttons to hit at the time that it needed to hit them, and and the way they did this was like give it bananas. It was like hit the red button and. It hit the red button, they'd give it a banana. Right. And they go, right, reverse is the green one, hit the green one. And then they do that and go, there's a banana. And then they go, right, hit reverse, and it go, and get a banana. Right. Hit the red. So it was taking commands on, like, headphones. Right, but how were they giving it the banana? Is that how you learn to do radio? <laughs> how were they giving it the banana? What do you mean? No, well, this is before it went. You, do, you wouldn't right. just go and put a monkey in it and go, there you go, get on with it. They'd sort of put him in one of them capsules that you get. Yeah. And they were th on headphones. I, I don't believe this happened. Well, I'm telling you the story now, so the monkey I don't sat think they trained it to do anything. I think they sent it up there and he put electrodes coming out of it to no, see what-, what uh, it wasn't any of that. They did a thing like they do. Like, no. like they can with animals. If you give something, uh, you know, like a treat, you can teach it how to do it. It's just like a dog, isn't it? When it's called Pavlovian conditioning. However, that was to see if it would salivate or go over to no, a particular corner, yeah. not if it could control a spacecraft. <laughs> next one up. It's the next one up. It, as far as the, the monkey's not sat there going, oh, I'm a bit under pressure here, it's a rocket. All that's knowing is, I'm getting a banana if he hit that button. That's all the monkey's thinking about. Right? <laughs> they wouldn't, but billions well, of space but dollars. But how can they be sure that it's going to press the button at the right moment? Because it's got headphones on. <laughs> They're telling it. It's not like just, you have now. It's not like willy nilly. It's not just like pop it in <laughs> there and see who's that. What's to stop it from just hitting it any old time? Because it's a monkey and it's, it's not a human. Because it's trained now. But oh, anyway, it's trained. So it's listen, fully trained. Yeah. Go so on. what happened is anyway. Oh, this is absolute rubbish. They pop the monkey in there. Yeah. It's got its headphones on. They're going mm. right. Hit the green one, and uh, I think there's something there that 
a little banana comes out to keep the same. <laughs> no, you're making this up. I'm not. It's the same. There's no way that they made uh, uh, right, a spacecraft so, so can, that had a <laughs> banana dispenser. Right, There's so, no way in this world that they made a spacecraft that could go into outer mm, space, right? So what? So manned so by so a monkey mm, with a banana dispenser. So you're saying that it's easy to send something up to space, but you don't believe there's a little banana machine. Right, okay, so in your world, in your world, uh, there's this, there's a monkey and it's been conditioned and so there's a little monkey dispenser, it, mon uh, sorry, monkey dispenser? Or a yeah, banana, banana dispenser, dispenser yeah. right, so it comes to the launch day, monkeys, monkeys sat in there, uh, everyone's ready, bananas are stocked up and all the rest of it, they go, right, hit the green button. <laughs> Right, and the rocket goes off and what have you. No, they would not make the monkey launch the rocket. Carl, so, you are you are living in a, so, a cartoon world. So the rocket goes off, right? <laughs> this is absolute bollocks! It's all going well. You are, you, I mean, I don't know it's what all, you're gonna... It's, it's not going well. It's going There's well. no way a monkey launched it's a going rocket. On. There is no way a monkey launched a rocket, so you idiot. it's all going on, so they go and hit the left button and, it's, and it goes a little bit left. Right, oh, so well-known spacecraft command. This is Houston. Hit the left button. Oh, brilliant. This is what happened in Apollo 13. Hit the left button. So it, you it, are, oh, it you goes are. left. Yeah, it goes left. So it goes left. And it's, it's going away. Left! It's it goes going left! Yeah. No, the moon. So You're it going goes, right. It goes, it goes for the moon. Everything. Everything's going well. Right. Uh, they get up there. It does whatever it does. It reverse. It comes back. <laughs> right? So then, you are so, honestly, you are brain dead. So it's you are one of the most stupid people that I would rather have mm. the monkey drive right, listen, me home than you. So the thing is, so it lands back. Yeah. It does a good job and everything. It gets out, um, and this it's is sick this of is bananas. this is where this is where it turns a bit sad because after it done that mission, yeah. right? Because <laughs> it happened and it, and it was all safe and everything. The next one would have been to send man, right? So. The monkey enjoyed it, and it was like, "Well, I want to do it again, right?" But they were like, "So, how did they know that? How did they know just, what to do?" Just the way it looked and what have you. It was <laughs> like, <laughs> "Fuck off!" <laughs> just the way it looked. So, you, are, you are a maniac. So the thing is, though, right? So after it had done that, it was on such a high, right? <laughs> yeah. It could it could never get that high again. Turned there was nothing. Drugs. There was nothing that it could do. Went on tour, did it? It did. It, it sort of ended up killing itself. <laughs> Because it could never, never get that buzz that it right, got. Right, that was absolute bollocks. None of that is true, except <laughs> they sent a monkey into space. And I'll, and I'll, um, mm. I'll check that. Absolute drivel. So, it, in your mind, it committed suicide. It, had a, it went on a crazy bender of drinking drugs and women. And like, then, it, do, it does happen, you hear about it. And it was found it. in a motel room. <laughs> What's anyway, your theory? What's your theory? What I'm saying is I've come up with something else that I want to run by you then. Go on, right? then. So you've said, you've sort of boo-booed the idea Boo-booed. We've boo-booed it, we have boo-booed it. <laughs> of, of, it shows a completely different bear. Yeah. It was originally Poo-Poo the bear, yeah. but now it's Boo-Boo the bear. Brilliant. So, so you've said no to, you know, the old woman having a kid, right, yeah. before she dies. What about if we do it the other way, right? Ah, go on. Somehow, I don't know how A yet. kid has an old lady? <laughs> <laughs> That's what it's gonna be, isn't it? A child <laughs> gives birth to an old man. No. Right. What I'm saying is, right. Go on. Work the other way round. Come on then. So if if somehow we can inject something in in like a a body that's just died, 
Right. Listen to this. Imagine, Shh. but well, no, imagine this is notes. So when they ha- when he hands it into the Nobel people, yeah. and they go, "If there's a way that we can inject something," and they go, "Well, what? Well, I don't know the chemical formula, but something, something HO two. Right. So anyway, so you inject it mm. in the temple. Um, <laughs> He's narrowed it down to the temple. <laughs> well, that's that's fine. Right. Yes, yeah. you inject so, something. So you inject it in. What? What are you? Who are you injecting? This this old woman who's who's. She's been ill and that she died. So she's dead. So yeah, we're bringing you, we're yeah. bringing old people back to life. Okay, fine. That's that's step one. Um, we just got to sort that out first. But fine, we'll crack that. Go on next. So we brought back we brought people back from the dead. Fine. Yeah, and but this is this is a way of controlling population. Remember, they sure. can't be having it away and having kids. This is just a way we. Okay, work so there's an old lady. So we start now. We start now as the world is now. So what happens? Right. So you get you get like an old woman who's dead. Yeah. Yep. Injector and that. Injector. And then, and then what happens is she sort of wakes up. Amazing. Right? And she works the other way. So, like, she might be 77. Yep. And then she'll have a birthday, she's 76. And she's working that way. Right. If you know what I mean. Okay. Are, are you with me? No, keep it. Because, because the thing is, you've got... <laughs> I no I'm idea. really scared. Yeah. I'm really scared. This is the maddest thing you've ever said. <laughs> yeah. This is madder than the old lady with the pit uh, like an apple in her belly. It sort of did work. This is No, it didn't work. It worked in your head. It's like a dream that you wake up and go, oh, I've got a great theory. And this it's is like, what, this is it. Let me just tell you the, the ending, because the endings works out a bit better. Go on. What I'm saying is, when you die, mm. at the age of... 78. Nine months. What? At the age of nine months, because that's when you come out. What do you mean when you die at the age of nine months? You're not scared of dying, because you're now a baby, so you don't know what's going on anyway. So there's no. So you missed out a bit here. So this woman, what, literally gets younger and younger. I think yeah. when she's in her twenties, she's in her old age, Rick. Yeah, but it doesn't matter because that's the that's the fun part of your life, isn't it? When you're twenty and you've got all your energy and that. So before you die, you're actually having a good life rather than it being the other way around. But does she do different stuff to, to, than than she did on the way up? Because she's already lived seventy-eight years, hasn't she? Don't forget, she was a baby once, and she grew to seventy years. Yeah, then someone, then once stu- someone stuck a needle in her head and said, "Right, back you go." <laughs> no, we'll forget all that bit. All I'll forget all that bit. How do we forget that bit? What I'm saying. So is- she died, and she doesn't remember all her. All her. This is a new life, is it? Let she's- me just leave you with this. Right, you're talking shit. Explain yourself. What I'm saying is, old people are scared of dying. When they're seventy-seven, they're going, "Oh, what's what's going to happen to me?" Little injection in the head. When it's a baby, when it's like one, mm. and everybody around it's going, yeah, it's going to die soon. Or not. Baby hasn't got a clue. It's happy. It's playing about with its r- rattle or whatever. So it loses it's all scared. its. So it loses all its memories. That's it. And then what happens? So when does it die? When it gets to naught? When it's one? When it's naught days old? It goes yeah, through. It just dies. Gets- People know it's. Oh, it's almost like a countdown. So you, the family's aware of it. But aren't the family getting younger as well? What's happened to the family? Forget I mean, I it then, we'll leave it as it is. No, we'll leave it as it is, shall we? <laughs> shall we? Can we all agree on that, guys, now? Shall we, shall we agree to leave it as it is? Is that alright? Because I don't want to hear any more from the diaries of Charles Manson. No, it's, it's, I mean, you're a fucking maniac. A friend of mine got a gift, um, or rather gave it as a gift. I don't know if you've been familiar with these. It's a charity organisation, and you go on their website, or you, you know, phone them up, and you can give someone else the gift of, say, a goat for an African family. So you say, this is what I've bought, I've bought goat. Yeah. And, and they go, oh, brilliant, where is it? And you go, no, it's going to uh, a family in Africa. And it's a sort of goodwill thing, you know what I mean? So you, was, buy, you buy an African family uh, a goat, 
and that will help uh, them for years. And it's, to it's come. like you're saying, well, I would have bought you a present. Yeah. But, but I've that, used that money wisely. Yeah. So it's almost like they've given exactly. the present. They've given the, 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 the goat. Yeah. It's a beautiful idea. But I, as soon as he told me about it, I thought to myself straight away, knowing Carl's views on charity and giving, you yeah. know, particularly this seasonal time, yeah. what, I wondered what his views would be. Well, are they, are they happy with the present over there? Like the people who are getting it? What, the African family? Yeah. Is the African family sort of going, oh, I hope someone gets us a goat? That's nothing to do with Christmas for them. They're not sitting around w- 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 thinking, I wonder if Santa brings us some food. It's a, it's a long-term thing. These are happening all year, I assume. It goes towards a pool of money that goes to... It's not like they get a... You, you're an idiot. What, you think an African family uh, wakes up and there's a little goat with a ribbon tied <laughs> round it and they go, oh, look what Santa brought us. Look, and that mince pie's gone and that glass of milk. You're such an idiot. No, 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 but what I'm saying is, does, does that, fa- does that family want a goat? Yes. But, well, but why? It's when not that they want a goat, it's they need a goat. Do you think- What right, do you think this organisation no, is? No, no, oh, just arbitrarily they're gonna, giving goats to people. They're gonna say, oh, I wanted Nintendo. <laughs> what are you- what are you thinking? But what I'm saying is, right, <laughs> let me put myself in- in their shoes. Well, this will be a first. Got any, but- but say- say- say I'm- I'm- I'm one of them, right, over there, right? I'm hungry, right, I'm sat there, it's Christmas Day, right? I open it up, open the present, little goat there, right? <laughs> Now, if I was one of them, I'd be going, not another mouth to feed. <laughs> At the end of the day, there isn't enough food to go around for themselves, never mind a goat. <laughs> Don't they say, like, having a having a dog and that is quite expensive? They, sometimes they say, you know, what with all the injections you've got to give it, <laughs> the, the food, the tin food and everything, it mounts up. And what I'm saying is, that's all very well giving them a goat, who's looking after it? <laughs> Well, I'm assuming it's all above board. The goat's had its injections. That's what some of the money goes towards. It's given to them so they can milk it and have milk and cheese and whatever. I, I, I don't think it's a burden. I don't feel... Well, what is this? What, what do you mean? They they wake up Christmas Day and open a present. It's not what, like that. So there's that. a thing. It's, there's a goat-shaped thing in wrapping paper. I wonder what that could be. I hope it's, uh, I hope it's that goat we asked for. Oh my God, it all, is! All I'm saying it's just is... A, it's just a nice marketing way of distributing wealth. It's the way of going, this is a nice gift. It's like people, sometimes they say, don't send flowers at a funeral. They don't send flowers. Uh, give give some money to the local hospice. Yeah. It's just a way of redirecting cash. But, but the thing is, why do they want that goat? What's the main reason? <laughs> to, what, What's the main, what does a goat give you? Milk. milk. Right. Now, wouldn't it be easy to, to just send them a bottle of milk? <laughs> without all the hassle and the headaches that come with it. That's all I'm saying. And the other thing is, think about the goat. That was happy over here. <laughs> Suddenly, it's on barren land. No grass. <laughs> I'm gonna burst! <laughs> what do you mean? You didn't no. send a goat from here! I'm saying, who's happy at the end of this, right? <gasps> You've got a fella who hasn't got a present over here because the mate bought him a goat, right? <laughs> so, 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 yeah, let's do this, let's do this properly. So there's a tick. He's not happy, right? <laughs> Then, you've got the person who's opened it, who, like you said, wanted something else, right? It's a goat. They go, who's gonna look after this, right? So tick, they're not happy. And then you've got the goat going, what am I doing here? Tell you what a lot of people are wondering, um, Carl, is, uh, what I received for, from Ricky this year. Go on. Nothing! Absolutely nothing. Uh, I remember actually after my birthday, he said, oh yeah, I'll be getting you a little gift. Forgot. 
So I've had nothing from him this year. He's a man, he's got a little bit of cash in his pocket now. What I'm hoping is that maybe he'll pull it over the next five years and buy me something I've been reading about recently. Now, you definitely love this, surely. Have you started seeing this now? Virgin, I started plugging Virgin Galactic. I think it's something like mm. 200,000 quid mm. and they, you'll get a chance to go in a space shuttle into mm. space. Now, I don't know what your feelings are, Rick. You know, I know you've probably got a bit of cash in the bank. I was, honestly, I was thinking of giving you another signed extras DVD. Some, anything. It's the thought that counts. So okay. that would be great. But, um, I've got some knocking round. I can give you one of those. You've already, I know you've already got one of those, but sure. I, don't, I don't mind. They don't cost me much. No, great. great. Uh, and do you like the book Flanimals? Um, I, just, well, it's, I know it's aimed at five-year-olds, so I don't know okay, why I personally would want it, but. But, you know, that, that's gonna be in the little. Yeah. Little selection box for you. Great. But, but no, the trip into space, I don't know about that. I mean, Is you've it? got a bit of cash. Would you think about that? Would you be interested, you and your missus, oh, going into space? I don't know. I, you have to be, I mean, it's, it's, it's not the, it's not the money. There are things that I would spend 200 grand on as a, as a little folly. But I think, if, you know, a, an individual jetpack, for example. Right. You know, I'd do that. Yeah. Um, uh, I'd like to see the earth from, you know, a couple hundred miles up, that'd be good. But I don't know if that's quite worth it yet. The other thing is the safety. Because I'm worried that I want to see a lot of people go up there first. Yeah. I wouldn't be the first bloke to go on an aeroplane. No, no, no. No, uh, you know, I'd, I'd want to see a few pioneers go, it's, it's really safe before yeah. I got on something well, like I that. Well, I believe yeah. the actress Victoria Principal is volunteering herself. So uh, I think she maybe used to be in Dynasty or Dallas. So well, I'll see know. what happens to her. Yeah. If, uh, if, if, you know, I think if she can do it, then... No, uh, if Vicky P comes back all right, rather like those monkeys they sent up years ago, yeah. then we'll all be a lot more relaxed. Exactly, if they put electrodes on her and it, it, it exactly. all works out fine. Like, and there'll, might... be, there'll be a banana, you know, shoot, issuing bananas, and there'll be yeah. buttons, press left, press right. Yeah, and I, and I might consider it. Carl, thoughts? Going to space? Mm. Nah. It's not, it's not worth it. What's the boy? Wouldn't it be a fascinating experience to go into space and look back mm. at the Earth? There's no out there, though, is there? <laughs> there's I mean, no out there. <laughs> say that again. Well, there's, n there's no out there, though, is there? Right. I mean, what, at what point are you all meant to be happy? <laughs> do you know what I mean? You're floating about up there, and you because you don't get out, do you? Uh, what you mean to do some duty-free shopping? I'm just talking. You don't go floating about, do you? You stay in your seat. Mm. Well, they probably let you move around on the shuttle. Yeah, no, but I'm talking about getting out. For me, when you what go you want to get out into space? Yes, but that's what I'm saying. When you go on holiday, the flight bit isn't the best bit of the holiday, is it? That's the bit you've got to do. So what I'm saying is you've got to stay on this and then you go back home. So you don't take luggage, right? I don't see the point. Right, so you're there, you're sat in your own clothes for the whole time, same clothes the whole time. But I don't understand what, what, what is the point? I think it's the view, I think it's two things. I think it's the view mm. and being able to be part of an exclusive club. I went into space. Uh, it's, it's all that thing about man conquering nature and and you're one of that elite few that have managed to pop up see the world from a distance that no one else can see it from and then pop down you know that that's it of course yeah so you all that way just for the view yeah is it worth it <laughs> i mean there's a lot of other places i haven't seen anyway right before i think about that i think if you've done everywhere i haven't been to scotland yet <laughs> Right. <laughs> right, yeah. I'm not being funny, but do you know what I mean? So just have a look in your back garden before you go looking in someone else's. In space. Yeah. 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 Uh, what would be in, what would make it a, a trip worthwhile for you? 
I mean, if you did go into space, if we gave it to you free of charge, we said, Carl, go up I know space. the answer. I know the answer to this, Steve. He's thinking, I'd like to meet some aliens that can talk <laughs> like I do. Yeah. And I can understand them, and they can tell me something. Like, like what? Oh, they met God, he was alright. That, that's the sort of thing, that's what he's gonna say. He'd like them to look like monkeys in spacesuits. Yeah. That'd be his ideal thing. He'd like to go to the planet of the he apes. He'd like to go to the planet of the apes. He yeah, would love, love they to go that. to the- Look, he's nodding. He's yeah. nodding. Thoughts, Carl? Yeah. I mean, for me- What do you mean, yes? Well, yeah, that- that'd be brilliant. What would be brilliant? Seeing a little alien and that, having a chat with him, finding out what's been going on. <laughs> <laughs> what's been going on? No, no. But, <gasps> but don't you think that- like, I mean, <laughs> if you bought me that as a present, right? Yeah. Either of you. Yeah. I wouldn't be that happy. For me, that's a little bit like. Well, this is uh, annoying because we've got you a trip <laughs> to space and a goat. Yeah. Yeah. We <laughs> Do you know how like I'm? I'm sort of. I am interested in sort of going on another planet. Right. Oh, you are on another planet, mate. No, no. But do you know what I mean? It bec- it would be quite sort of interesting. How do you think you'd get there? Well, yeah, you'd go on a rocket and stuff, but what I'm saying is, at least you know when you get there, you're getting out, you're having a bit of a wander. <laughs> but I-, I wouldn't be happy in just the journey bit of it, that's that's all I'm saying. <laughs> that's great, isn't it? But, but the thing is, right, because I, I was looking into it a bit, because I, I was reading about the the Virgin uh, yeah. thing, right? And I was reading something that in, uh, in 1971, right, three of them went up there, can't remember the names, um, wasn't the main one, it wasn't like the Buzz, the Buzz and the, the Armstrong one and that. Another three blokes went up. And, um, there was one bloke in the rocket, right? The other two wandered off, had a, had a walk about, seeing what rocks they can find and that. And that bloke who was in the rocket, right, he was the loneliest man ever in the world. I don't know what to do. I don't know if that's some sort of profound poetry, or I don't. I, <laughs> I do, you know, do you know what I think he's trying to say? I, I think he's trying to say that uh, he was. What are you trying to say? No, stop, stop, stop for a minute, because I just want to just recapture that moment. Just say that again. That sentence again. Right. The other two had gone off picking up rocks. Yeah. Right. He sat on his own in the rocket. And he was the loneliest man in the world. Okay, I know <laughs> I what he's don't trying know to say. What he means. I do, right. He's, I don't he's, know what he means. Well, right. He's trying to say he was, by definition, uh, a human furthest away from all other human contact. Yeah, yeah that's what yeah. I said. Yeah, okay. No, you know, you said loneliest. Loneliest evokes an emotion. Yeah. Yeah. But it's like he started crying and writing poetry and listening to uh, Morrissey records. Right. You, you mean he was the most remote man? Well,. Yeah, he was saying how, like, he's on the rocket on his own, right? Yeah. And I think I worked it out because it was in kilometres, right? And I think it turned out that they, right, the other two spacemen picking mm. rocks and that, they were two and a half thousand miles away from him, right? So they were they were miles away. They, they what, two and a half thousand miles? Yeah. And they, and they, and they, uh, but they had each other. They had each other. Yeah. You had the world right across the other way, everyone getting on with their lives. Yeah. He was, he was... On his own. That's, that's weird, isn't it? But what I was thinking is, right? Say, because I always sort of try and put myself in a situation. Yeah. When I hear about a weird thing that's gone on, I always think, what would I do? You know what I mean? And I was thinking about it, right? Do you think when he got up in the morning, he still bothered to put his clothes on? 
<laughs> That's the first thing that came into your mind. No, when just you because I always, there. you know, at the end of the day, even if like my girlfriend Suzanne's out at work and that, I'm not happy walking about with everything out because you never know what's going to happen. <laughs> <laughs> what do you mean, like getting it trapped in the microwave? Well, I, I just mean, you know, you never yeah. know if someone's going to turn up. No, I don't like what I don't like. No, I, I, I always pop some pants on or a towel, well, even if I'm not alone. Not always. <laughs> Because I've knocked on your door when you've when you've been stood there with yeah, no he's yeah, taking his trousers off. I did it especially oh, knowing right, knowing right. that you were there. I've done it especially to annoy you. Oh, right. Yeah, so <laughs> Rob says he listens to the show in his exams, which I'm sure cannot be a good idea. I mean, no, because that, that's a waste. What I do is the night before I'd record all the answers. And then listen to that, as yeah. opposed to me, you, and Carl Pilkington. But, but surely you're not allowed to listen to your stereo or your iPod in an exam. That would be crazy, wouldn't it? Well, he's probably got a, you know, it's probably up his back, right, a little yeah. wire, wired to him, covered in sort of like some sort of fake flesh <laughs> yeah. and hair, and then just pops into his ear. It's all changed now, though, isn't it, as well? What do you mean? Well, they're allowed calculators and that, isn't it? It's just a sort of... Sorry, I had calculators in my exams. What, yeah. what, what world? What do you know about exams, Carl? No, you never showed up. But what I'm saying is, years ago, a calculator wouldn't have been allowed. We've moved on a bit now, haven't we? What year was this, though? I have an iPod. W with loads of people with abacuses? I don't... I don't know. Anyway, Rob's question <laughs> was this. Brilliant. <laughs> I've never heard him admit that before. <laughs> I think we've broken his yeah, spirit. Yeah. Carl, you go... Uh, I don't know. <laughs> uh, oh, no. We might have... We might have put an end to the, the, the phenomenon that is Carl Pilkington. Monkey news still to come. <laughs> Anyway, listen, <laughs> Rob's question is this, Carl, and it's specifically to you. Carl, if you could have a superpower, like Superman, what would your superpower be? Can I suggest consciousness? <laughs> yeah. Can I have the power of thought? Remember, you've already got opposable thumbs. <laughs> so that, cross that one off the list. <laughs> oh, go on, Carl. There are so many to choose from. Telepathy, x-ray vision. Flight. Invisibility. Choose it wisely. Strength. Intelligence. But, but why have I been picked? Oh, for, for God's <laughs> sake! No, no, but I'm just saying... It's I'd Rob's say, question no, for no, you. But I'd just say, does anyone else want this? Or, do you know what I mean? Oh, no, what, just, do you, what because, do you wish you no, could do that's no, impossible, because, is the question? No, because, or, uh, uh, out of, what? Because, what do you mean? Because with that comes a responsibility. <laughs> with I'm enormous saying. power does come great responsibility. So, would it, w well, would you like spidey senses? Is that what you're saying? Uh... Would you like some senses? Would you like some sense? The power of sense? Um. Come on, Carl, you know what these superheroes, because they can, they can... I know, but it always... They freeze they, things, they're they never they happy, are they? <laughs> Do you know what I mean? Spider-Man wanted to tell that girl that he had, he could climb walls and that, and he's like, I can't. <laughs> Superman didn't never tell Lewis and that. Who's <laughs> Lewis? Who's Lewis? Who's Lewis? Who's Lewis? It's just a pen pal of Superman. <laughs> His little secret <laughs> chum. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> All right, Superman. Hello, Lewis. What are you doing? Uh, uh, Superman. Uh, uh, who are you? I can't tell you, Lewis. <laughs> Brilliant. You know, Hulk. He wasn't happy. <laughs> so. But you're being allowed to choose the superpower. You mm -hmm. don't have to get it forced upon you like the Hulk. <laughs> Hulk, he wasn't happy. <laughs> it's true. He's got a theme. <laughs> he has got a theme. There's not many happy superheroes, but are there? Leaving aside the superheroes you're already aware of. Yeah. What superpower do you want? You don't have to fight crime with it, Carl. Everyone around the world now 
is thinking, what can Carl choose? Let's, let's, let's deliver it to him now, Carl. Think about it and give us the answer, please. Just, let me just remind you of some of the other things. Invisibility. All the time, though, or can I sort of turn that on and off? Let's say you could turn it on and off. Would that interest you? Yeah. <laughs> I'll have that. Right. <laughs> okay, and what would you do with this power of invisibility? Just sort of wander about and not just not get seen. <laughs> <laughs> it's a brilliant power! It's a brilliant... And, and, why it's, put, and it's put to such <laughs> brilliant <laughs> use. It's really well done! And why, why would you want to walk around and not be seen in that? Uh, what would you gain from that? Don't know. You could sort of go in, go in shops when they shut, so you don't have to go. <laughs> How with would the you crowds. get in? Just get in just before they lock up. <laughs> oh yeah. And How would you get out? Wait till the morning. Brilliant. <laughs> so hang on. So <laughs> that's your use of invisibility. <laughs> yeah. They found the power of invisibility. <laughs> you want to sneak well, into? Never no. mind. No, hang on. Let's just. You want to sneak into HMV, right? Wait. For 12 hours, <laughs> and then buy something. <laughs> ah, I love it! Just so that you don't have to be in there with other people. Do you know what? I don't want it. I don't, I don't want a power. Why not? Because I, I just don't think it'll do me any good. <laughs> I think it's more of a hindrance. <laughs> I love this! It's like, just think of these presents. We've given you a go, a trip into space, and the chance to be invisible. Oh, not no. happy with any of them. Yeah, he, what he wants is a voucher for HMV. Yeah, 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 he just wants some tokens for a record shop. I was uh, shopping with Carl before Christmas, and we went round sort of Piccadilly and St James's and those really beautiful shops around there. And I went in one shop. You had to um, ring a bell to enter. Yeah. They came down, and it's like a, a iconoclastic sort of shop. And they they found things from churches and uh, r nearly all Russian, 16th century pieces onwards. This beautiful uh, uh, carvings and, and paintings and statues and everything. And I was wow by it. And this bloke clearly loved his work, and he was you know, enthusing to me about these stuff, this is from the 16th century, this is Russian, this is a, mm. uh, and I went, oh, it's beautiful. And as I was looking round, um, Carl, I heard Carl sidle up to the bloke and go, what's the newest thing you've got here? <laughs> yeah. Sure, that's his first thought. I mean, that is the wrong question to ask, of a man who's clearly in antiques, yeah. um, proud of the fact he's got 16th century, uh, kind of classic Russian stuff, to ask, What's the newest thing you've got here? Is the, I mean, what sort of question is that? Oh, I don't know. Probably the doorbell. I don't know. What, what does he want to say? Oh, my shirt. What, what, <gasps> what were you, were you thinking? hoping for? I just was making chat with him because it, it's the sort of place that I don't think many people go in. Right, Steve? Uh, when you go up to this shop, right, <laughs> he's not sat in there. You have to ring a bell. He's getting on with his life upstairs. He lives upstairs, right? <laughs> you ring the bell to say, I want to come in your shop. He pops down, stands there watching you look around. So it's not, it's not a natural way to shop. Sure. Do you know what I mean? It's not nice having a bloke stood there watching you look at all this old stuff and that. So I, I was kind of making friendly chat. Yeah. And I, I think it's an all right question because he, he was saying there's loads of old stuff in there and he kept going on about the old stuff. So what did he say? Well, what, what's, what, what's the newest thing you've got? <laughs> and what was Do you know what he thing? said? To it, the other question he asked him, he said, how often do you get new stuff in? And the bloke went, um, every day. And I said to him, why did you ask that? He said, well, I was thinking, if you've got antiques and you sell it all, what's left? Like someone's going to sell all the antiques in the world because they're not making. He said because they're not making any new stuff. What does that mean? They're not making any new stuff. But I know for a fact no one's ever going to go in there and buy the lot anyway. I mean, <laughs> I've never seen anything like it. I'm not at any point in my life, and I don't think it'll ever happen. Will I go? I need some old Russian wood. 
Because it was brilliant. No, it was, I, Steve. No. It was beautiful. It's amazing stuff. There's stuff. There, it's there's mm. um um uh these things uh from the 16th century of sort yeah. of like saints and monks and they're carved but and there's they're loads of it. It's just all piled up. No one's interested. Oh. If I was him, I'd go. Do you know what? I'm into this, but no one else is. Close shop. <laughs> because seriously, <laughs> it's just piled up, up piles up on piles of like old. Bits of wood with pictures on it and that. But there think of a fella. man. Just think of a man four hundred years ago that carved this. That carved this. Uh, you know. No, but nobody wants it, do they? I've never heard anyone say, you know, oh look, it's my birthday coming up. I'll tell you what, I'd love what a bit of old Russian wood. <laughs> it doesn't doesn't happen. That's what I'm saying. I've never heard anyone saying it like. I've never overheard someone saying, you don't know where the Russian shop is, do you? <laughs> <laughs> and this is in London where the rates are high. There was this thing, right, Steve? Uh, you know, again making chat. Uh, loads of bits of wood we like, um, them old drawings on like- It was like a panel from a church that someone had, d d okay, painted, right, yeah. and I think it was like, you know, from sort of like 1590 or something, yeah. and it was this, uh, a, a picture of this, uh, this mm. saint, wasn't it? So 1590, it could be from any time, really. So there's this one there, right, leaning up <laughs> against the wall, and, uh, <laughs> most of them in there was that Stalin bloke, right? Mm. But there was this little- folk. Right, can I just stop with there? Lenin. Right, okay. alright then. Yeah. So, so he was on all these bits of wood and stuff. But I saw this other little face, right? Little fellow with a beard, right? <laughs> so uh, I said, who's this bloke here? He said, oh, uh, the story there, right? He said, uh, it's this little fella who went a bit mad or something. He got mugged back in Russia. <laughs> <laughs> this is right, isn't it? This is what he was yeah. saying. He said he got mugged. This is that, that term. That, I love that, that term in, in a 16th century Russian wood. Oh, no, I'm being mugged. So so he, he got mugged. He got happy slapped. And, uh, <laughs> and, and he said, I've had enough of this, right? Yeah. And he went to live in the woods, right? Made like a little shed, huh. stayed there. People went to visit him, and and like if you got a problem, you knock on his door and you go, oh, "I'm sick of it." And he'll sort of say, "Yeah, I know what you mean. I've, I've moved out of the city and what have you." And he'd make him feel better, and then they go again. Now, why has that man <laughs> got a plaque? <laughs> if he was around now, there's no way he'd have a bit of wood with his face on it. Is what I'm saying. If someone had got fed up with living in London or New York or whatever, and they go, I'm going to go and live in the woods, people wouldn't visit him, and he wouldn't get a piece of wood with his face on, is what I'm saying. <laughs> but this man is selling it for about, I think it was about 750 quid for for this bloke's head. He's having a well, because it's 400 years old and beautifully painted. But the chances are that this is either a well-known Russian folktale, or it may even be a piece of classic Russian He's literature. He's a saint. He was a saint. Or, oh, okay. He was well, canonised. Yeah, yeah. everybody, everybody was a saint years ago. That seems to be, like, thrown about, doesn't it? Who's a saint now, in this year? Who's a saint? Who, name, name him one now. Yeah, this fellow lived in a woods in a hut. Oh, yeah, that's Saint John or whatever. <sighs> he's not a saint. He's done nothing. If anything, he sort of said, I can't be bothered with living in a city with everyone else. Everyone else has got to put with it, but I can't put with it. I'm going to live in the woods. Well, if you can't put up with it, you're not good enough, are you? You've got no stamina. <laughs> and yet he gets a plaque, is what I'm saying. It's annoying. Who would, you like to see, who would you like to see get a plaque in the modern world? Who deserves a plaque, in your opinion? Probably, like, nurses and that, who, who do a lot of bad things that I think I couldn't do that. Carrying lungs about and all that. <laughs> no, but I, I couldn't do, do you know what I mean? That's that's one job that... Oh. I, my mum wanted me to be a doctor. Uh, <laughs> wow! What was she Whoa. thinking? Oh, what's oh, her expectations like now? didn't fall far from the tree. Oh, when did she start giving up that dream? At what age did she start going, Carl, you don't need to study your books anymore. Go, go and play with the worms in the garden. When did she sort of, like, let you off that dream? Is it the day that she caught you with a spoon up your nose? <laughs>
uh, your girlfriend, yeah. Jane, right? When I was round there the other night, she was talking about uh, they're getting closer to to doing the the mammoth. Oh yeah, they're they're genetically engineering it. They've um, they're a few sort of million bits and pieces away, but they reckon they're going to be able to build uh, a living mammoth within in two years. Yeah, really? Yeah, apparently. What sort yeah. of Jurassic Park type stuff? Sort of, yeah. Um, uh, yeah. What do you think of that, Carl? Uh, do we need them? What do you mean? Well, is it worth messing about? Because I I always think. Well, whoever's, like, knocking one of these together, right, yeah. they must be pretty bright. Right? Yeah. So whilst they're messing about with an airy elephant, is it, <laughs> could they be doing more useful stuff that the world needs? Well, it's sort of like, you know, it's it's fascinating. Even if it, it, on the face of it it looks pointless, which it rarely is, scientific discovery, it, it, it's, it's about conquering nature, isn't it? I mean, that's amazing, isn't it, that you could bring... A mammoth back. What are the implications to bringing a mammoth back? You know, could could they aid the the, the workload? Could they feed the starving? You know, it, it, there's 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 what, applications. So you're, you're saying well, I'm not bring saying it back anything. to kill it to eat it. Well, I'm, <laughs> <sounds a> bit... <laughs> I'm not saying anything. I'm saying that rarely is scientific discovery pointless and a waste of time. In the in the greater scheme of things, we learn from this, don't we? The fact that it can map. DNA of a mammoth, what are the implications there? Could we bring back, I don't know, um, Churchill? Could we bring back Nelson? Would we want to? Is it moral? That's another question. But the, the feet alone, I don't mean its feet, I don't mean we can bring back mammoth <laughs> I could feet. tell that was what he was thinking <laughs> when his eyes moved. <laughs> yeah, yeah, I meant the achievement alone is, is remarkable. Putting a man on the moon, pointless. But what a feat. Hmm... But don't don't you think? Not like, impressed by putting a man on the moon. No, we've chatted about the man on the moon. You know, some people like it, some don't. I'm not going to argue about it. Do you know what I mean? If if you were behind it and that, good on you. But yeah. I, I'm not that fussed. I don't think we've we've learned that much from it. You went all that way, popped a flag up, came back. What have we learned about that journey since? We haven't really been back. We conquered space. We just conquered space. That's what we do. We 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 see what yeah. we can do. Why climb a mountain? Because it's there. What's well, at the bottom of the ocean? Yeah, but I don't agree with people who climb out in for the sake of it. It's all right if you've got to get over it, but don't don't go up and then go down again. Nor Just I, go for I, a good walk. Well, I don't I don't mind as long as they don't strain the emergency services. If you're a posh bloke going up the mountain in a beard and you get stuck, you're an idiot. Yeah. And then it's you know people have to risk their lives going to rescue you because you wanted to laugh. I agree with that actually. But but don't you think the world's busy enough? It's like you can't you can hardly move. You know what I mean? <laughs> And mammoths are taking up quite a bit of room if a load of them come back. We've already got elephants, which in my eyes are good enough. They they do, you know, they carry stuff about and that. What's what's <coughs> going to be better, a mammoth or an elephant? Because I can see that one of them's going to have to go at some point. If if like we start running out of elephants, would they would they say, well, it doesn't matter? We've got mammoths and stuff. So. What what's the point? Is you what don't I'm need anyone else in the room for a conversation, do you? <laughs> no, no. But what, what he's arguing, arguing with himself. He's arguing with his own head. Amazing. Where would you put the the mammoth if they get it? If they get it going right, yeah. they pop it on the give it the old electric shock and that wake it up. And it, Frankenstein has been watching. And it's, yeah. and it's like, uh, all his information about science is about the Flintstones, Planet of the Apes, and Frankenstein. In his no. head, they've got they've got an elephant. They've sort of they've had they've put some carpet tiles over it, yeah. and they're trying to bring that back to life as a mammoth. Yeah. Yeah, forget it then. <laughs> oh, chimpanzee! That monkey news, ya. This week, what I thought I'd do, right? Because we're getting loads of emails from people who who haven't really heard much of the monkey news that I've done in the past, mm. right? 
and a lot of people are sending through one of the first ones that I did that that was a good monkey news mm. I, I think it's worth hearing again just in case you forgot about it because it's, it's sort of classic monkey news I don't know if you want a different jingle uh, well no I mean it's just you know if, if it's anything that you've ever said it's not true anyway well, so carry on well it was a true one because this is the one that like it's it, this is like world known monkey news a lot of people will send this through it's the most popular one uh. right it's about this uh, this monkey that was knocking about called Ollie right it's called Oliver yeah and uh, it was in this zoo, um, and and it was uh, the only monkey in there, right? So oh, what, this is the one they think was the missing link. It was half human, half ape. Uh, that program on television, because it was it had bald. It looked like you, which doesn't mean it's half. It, anything. it might have been that one. What happened is it was in the zoo and stuff, and uh, it was getting a bit lonely because like it was sharing its sort of time with. Say an elephant and a giraffe and no, that. No, it doesn't happen. And they w- they didn't really. No, no, no. Whoa, get whoa, whoa, on that whoa, 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 wait, 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 wait. They do no, not. Let me put, just tell you. They do not put chimpanzees in. Let No, but it's not true. Why would you share his time with an elephant and a giraffe? Gervais, it was it was some kind of flat share. They put they put an advert in the student union. Yeah, you know, we've got two rooms to let. African mammal wanted, not specific. A mammoth and a. What I'm saying is, there was other elephants for elephants to knock about with than that. The monkey, it was the only one there. So what happened is the zookeeper. Right. Felt a bit sorry for him. Right. right. He was like, oh, look, he's looking all fed up and that. Yeah. And like you say, I think he went a bit bald because he was bored and that. So <laughs> he he started to sort of get pally with him. So at lunchtime, when the zookeeper was sat on the wall having his, like, hand butties or whatever, yeah. he'd sort of go, you right? And, and it used to come over closer and closer, right? Yeah. Anyway, within a month, he was sat on the wall having his lunch with him, right? And What's what wall? Just a little wall in the zoo. <laughs> so they let the monkey out. The monkey could come and go. He had his well, own door just, key. Just, just near where the monkey is. It used to just pop. Oh, over. these blinking latchkey monkeys. He'd, I know. Yeah, yeah. he was twenty one. Yeah, go on. Sit there having his butty and that yeah. with the with the monkey and stuff. Yeah. And uh, anyway, the as, butty, as, as the time as time went on, because the zookeeper back then zoos weren't as popular as they are now. Right. So it was only kind of it was him on his own really. So. He found like like the monkey was the closest rubbish. thing. Absolute rubbish. Zoo could not run with one. This zookeeper. is a true thing. I mean, this it's is what not, I'm saying. A lot of people. The height of popularity for zoo surely was in the Victorian era. So yeah, exactly. But anyway, go on. Yeah, but you're okay. being you're sort of you know picking up on little things that are important. important. Sure. It doesn't matter. Yeah, that but aren't anyway, true. so he sat he sat there, and as time goes on, you yeah. know, he's, he's sort of sat with him most of the day. Monkeys yeah. walking around with him, helping feed the other animals and that. No. But then what happened is the the, the zookeeper at the end of the night when he's like locking up and stuff. Yeah. It'd feel bad because he'd be leaving the zoo and like Ollie's sat there and he's like, I'll see you tomorrow. And the monkey's like, Yeah, see you later. <laughs> Looking all fed up because he's got home to go to and he's still stuck in his where he's basically working every day. Right? So he's, <laughs> never, he's never going home, right? Now he's sleeping at work, the so, monkey. Uh, <laughs> so anyway, the, yeah. the zookeeper goes home, says to his wife, Look, Ollie's uh, having a bit of a time at the moment. So she said, Oh, yeah, what's going on? I said, Well, uh, <laughs> he's just looking a bit fed up. You know, he's, he's sick of it. So. She said, bring him home. She said, well, I did what I asked, but I didn't want to force it, you know. Like, this conversation times. didn't happen. So anyway. <laughs> Lovely so he's giving it in such detail. Yeah, I know, it didn't happen. <laughs> so this anyway. is in your head. So so she said, yeah, bring it home tonight. So anyway, he's, he's looking forward to going into work and that. He sees Ollie. He doesn't tell him straight away. <laughs> like, it's a it's surprise. a surprise for him later. So, oh, God. So they go through the day, you know, usual stuff, feeding elephants and all that. It gets to the point when it's, like, they have the lunch and that. It gets to the end of the day. Yeah. And, uh, Sort of all these days, looking at him like as if to say, "Well, there you go, another yeah, day, another sure. busy day, and that." Um, Little does he know. See you tomorrow and stuff. Anyway, he's like, "Get your coat." He's like, "What?" 
Cope! What do you mean, get no, your no, cope? But, but whatever the equivalent is, right? <laughs> whatever you say to a monkey, it was kind of like, you know, you're coming with me sort of thing. Yeah. Right. So he's going, oh, brilliant. Anyway, no, he's not! So what he do you mean he's going brilliant? He takes Look, it out. So he gets right? his hat and coat. He gets his hat and coat and stuff. And he can't believe he's left, right? He, yeah, goes, yeah. he goes back to the zookeeper's house. Everything's going well for about a week and a half. Right. right? Has he he's got his own room? He, g- he still goes, like, to work and stuff. To the zoo, yeah. To the zoo. He doesn't then, work there! And then he comes back to the zookeeper. <laughs> but anyway, what, what ended up happening is... So anyway, he, he's, he's back at the back at the house and it's, it's going well for about a week and a half. Treating him really well. He sat there... You know, he's having a brandy at night before he goes to bed. <laughs> Zookeeper noticed that when he took it back to work, it was kind of getting flashbacks of not having a good time in the zoo, right? So he was like, this isn't helping him out. He's happy when he's at home with the brandy and the fags and that. When he comes back here, <laughs> starting to look a bit fed up. So he said to his wife, look, you're at home all day, right? Oh, Jesus. I'm going to work. I'll leave it with you, right? Yeah. So Ollie stays at home. Yeah. Anyway, uh, as time oh, goes on... Yep little bit of trouble whilst the fella's busy at work grafting paying the bills and that for Ollie at home Ollie starts getting a little bit cheeky tries it on with the missus <laughs> right whoa right well, how it, does Carl, a monkey try it on with the missus are you talking this, this is classic monkey news and how does it try it on with so the missus so he's a bit drunk he, he, he stinks of smoke he tries it on with the missus how does he try it on with her I, I don't know all the detail on, you don't know on any bit. of the details I don't know the detail on that bit but you don't know any of the details no, I don't know the details on that bit you don't know, know any of the details so what happened so while the zookeeper's away the monkey did play <laughs> what happened did the did the, did the what did the zookeeper's wife reciprocate these affections just a little bit of like you know a little bit of little bit of fun I suppose she probably went along with that at first you know she's cooking at home getting the tea ready that's walking past pinching her ass or whatever <laughs> And it's, do you know what I mean? It's, it, it starts off just like it does, you know, with humans. Starts off as a bit of fun. Before you know it, you know, split up in the end. Anyway, the zookeeper and the what's it? I think the monkey stayed stayed with the with the woman. Like. <laughs> so, you know, it's all there. It's Honestly, all on email, mate. You, it, the fa- your imagination. Well, you should write stories. You get should people, write. You get know. people to look it up. It's look, just put in monkey, chimp, Ollie, and it's it's all there. It's only because I've, I've got no air, though, isn't it? That's why it gives that effect. No, it's perfectly round your head. <laughs> it's perfectly spherical head. Your face is slightly too big for it. It always goes over the, almost goes over the sides. Perfectly round head. Um, pug little nose. Funny gimp eyes with no expression. Mm. Hangdog look. Um, like a little mouth, like a little lamprey, not formed, like human formed. The, the way your expression it, it is like you've had a lobotomy. Your head goes weird at the back, it's got a little nod in it, like a, 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 a it's, it's really strange, your face. And you're stupid. We've had a lot of emails saying that. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, I think he's just paraphrasing, but. Carl, it's what we've all been waiting for. Oh, chimpanzee that monkey news. Right, well, this one sent in from uh, from Sam in New York, right? And it's about a fire that happened, right, in a really... Do you know, like, in New York, they have loads of big buildings, don't they? Yeah. Right, really, really tall ones Skyscrapers. and stuff. Skyscrapers. Yeah. And um, there was a fire in one of them, right? So they did as expected. They called up, you know, fire brigade and that. They turned up, right? Uh, fire engine parked up. It's like, right, where's the fire? And they said, oh, it's on, like, uh, floor 100 or whatever. And they said, oh, no, we've brought the fire engine with the short ladders. <laughs> Stupid mistake, but go on. <laughs> right. 
So anyway, so the fire's going and that, and they're saying, is there anyone in there? They go, I, I don't know, there might be someone up there, but, we, you know, the telecom's not working and stuff. Who do you think might be up there, Rick? I don't know. But just a woman, I imagine, just a woman or a child. Is there a, is there a, is there a fireman that could climb up a building <laughs> okay. at all without a ladder? That seems unlikely, but go on. Go on. So anyway, so they said, well, how are we going to get up there? Yeah. Yeah. Right. We can't. But they've only bought the short ladders. No, we can't. Let's go home. <laughs> yeah. Okay, Forget that was, uh, monkey news. So, uh, so they said, well, there's a lot of, like, grippage. Because <laughs> they, they made up words. The, uh, fireman, yeah. The NYPD fireman. <laughs> there's a lot of grippage! On the yeah. side of the building <laughs> and stuff. So anyway, they said, why don't we just go and get a monkey, right? So they got, oh. they got Whoa, a monkey. Yeah, that's a bit that, of a jump. Is they that policy now in, uh, in, in the New York Fire Department? Well, the, the, you know, you've got to think quick, haven't you, at the end of the day. If people are up there, you don't, yeah. you don't start querying if it works or not. You try everything that, that you can to, yeah. to help someone out, right? That's the first thing I thought of, was it, a monkey? So it was quicker for them to go and get a monkey than to go back and get the long ladders. Why don't they get Spider-Man? Why don't they get Spider-Man? Yeah, of course Spider-Man. Yeah, of course Spider-Man. So anyway, so they got, they got a monkey down there and they said, right, where'd well, they get it from? We don't know, from the local zoo or something. Oh, yeah, yeah. So they said, look, Let's, uh, you know, we've got to remember there's, there could be someone up there, um, right. and it'll shock them a bit if, <laughs> if, if, a monkey out, if a monkey comes in, right? Yeah. So they said, <laughs> Yeah, I don't think they'd care. Get if it their building's on fire, they're not going to yeah. go, oh, That's weird, there's a monkey at the window. <laughs> They'd be screaming, Save me! There's a monkey. I'm so anyway, from them. So they said, Right, we'll just get it a little small uniform and that, as far as you've got. <laughs> but, whoa, but hold on, though. Actually, where are you going to get that? I'm going back to the, um, going back to the uh, station. We'll get the long ladders way there. No time. No time. No, I, I no. bought the small uniform, I just didn't bring the long <laughs> <Yeah>. ladders. <laughs> You're an idiot! So oh. anyway, it goes up there, it's got all the kit on and what, it's yeah. got its little hard hat on and all that. It yeah. grabs, uh, there was, there was like a little person up there, manages to grab that. Not a little. Who was up there then? It was just- Someone just a, that was just the right size for a monkey to be able to rescue, which is <laughs> handy. Because if it had been anyone else, like a larger person or a family, we'd all be screwed. Yeah. No, I don't know about the size of it, but it's just the story saying how like, uh, it was quite a big, big monkey and that it was good at breaking down doors. Oh yeah. Uh, it was good at climbing into small spaces and oh, stuff yeah. like that. Anyway, it but managed it's big, to- So it's big enough to carry a, a, a fully grown man, but small enough to climb through a- uh, a cat flap, yeah. sure. So, uh, which is handy. So anyway, it managed to, you know, get Did the person. Did have on as well? It got got the person everything, and uh, now it says it, you know, it's sort of, uh, it's on call if if they ever need it again. <laughs> sure, and if they ever get anywhere again and they've forgotten the long letters, but there's plenty of grippage, they just call for Coco. <laughs> <laughs> so that's this week's monkey news. Bollocks. What body parts can you live without? What so? Oh. <sighs> the, the With a brain. <laughs> He's coped this far. <laughs> so the bits that I've got now, if I had to get rid of yep. one of them, yep. what wouldn't I miss? Yes. Um, see, I, I did a bit of an experiment on this, right? Brilliant. It's my job at home to, to wash up, right? Suzanne does. She gives you all the really big responsible <laughs> ones. Yeah. She, she, she sort of like pays the bills and wires the house. And she go, you go, what can I do? And you can go, well, you can go and play with the worms in the garden. <laughs> yeah. So anyway, so it's my job to, to wash up and that, right? And um, I thought to sort of make it interesting and stuff, uh, I thought, I wonder if I can do it, right? If I didn't have any thumbs. <laughs> <laughs> and so what did you do? So I just sort you of You sliced off your thumbs. I, I just sort of <laughs> eld them in. And it's amazing how, like, it took me ages just having that, that one thing gone. Well, it's part of our evolution, the opposable thumb. Basically, that's when we sawed 
Th 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 these are milestones in human evolution. The opposable thumb, the, the forward-facing eyes, the upright. Th these are these are massive things in in taking us out of the animal kingdom. And uh, one day, Carl, you'll walk upright. <laughs> <laughs> but what do you mean about eyes facing forward? You mean before we got here, there was people who, uh, whose eyes were looking in their head. <laughs> I don't understand. Is that what well, you mean? No, no, because when we got sort of uh, uh, binocular vision, where um, uh, we could, we could, you know, because we were predators have a forward face. I'm, I'm going way back. I'm not just saying. I'm not saying. I'm not saying chimps had eyes on the side of their head, but I'm saying big, big, major um, milestones in any evolution. Mm -hmm. uh, I, I, I lost you at evolution. I yeah. Think. So, uh, when you were doing this experiment, washing up, um, you say that you found it difficult, it took you ages, so you, you didn't, you didn't just give, give up once you realised how essential thumbs were, no, you actually washed up everything. I just think of Suzanne walking in, and Carl's there, just covered in water and, and fairy liquid suds, standing on a pile of broken crockery. Yeah, lun plunging his face into the sink every three, thirty seconds and just <laughs> swishing his head around. <laughs> But we talked about the the washing up thing before, haven't we? When uh, I stood there washing up, and um, I sort of look out out of out of a window, so the sinks in front of the window. Yeah. And that's why I quite like washing up because I can just look out onto the street, see people going past. There's like a local homeless fella called Franco. You know, I look out that like, he's all right and everything. Sure. But I was looking across the way, right? And there's some uh, sort of there's some Chinese people who live on in a flat, right? Really small flat. And they're up till all hours. I don't know what they're doing. <laughs> but they, they decide to back up at about half three in the morning. And that, and they're always really noisy and that. But above them, there was some woman, right, who, um, the sort of bedroom is on par to our kitchen, right? Yeah. So I'm sort of washing up. Yeah. And I sort of look across and see see this woman with, uh, like, you know, no no pants on and that, no no bra on that. Naked. Yeah, just... That's the word you're looking for. Yeah, yeah, yeah she's just wandering about, you know, on that. So I was like, oh, what's going on here? So I kept, carried on washing up and that, right? And uh, <laughs> kept looking, and then I was looking and she looked at me, right? So we made eye contact. Sure. So I was like, oh, God, right? So um, what I thought the best thing to do was, was sort of drop me pants a little bit... <laughs> <laughs> just just a little bit just like you know i had boxer shorts on and that i thought if i just show a little bit of little bit of sort of arse cheek then it's kind of like right we, we quits right? <laughs> i don't understand the thinking so so suzanne's watching the telly right i think she was watching sex in the city or something yeah she sort of turns around to see how i'm getting on with the washing up right she sees me with like me pants sort of down a little bit with my arse out she said what are you doing I said don't look now I said but there's a woman over the road right with no pants on and that she caught me looking I'm just giving her a bit back <laughs> I love the fact that he explains the rules and Suzanne's meant to go okay <laughs> that makes sense but I don't so so hang on so you you, you showed a bit of your arse you turned presumably to show the arse or well, waggled the arse out the woman I had to lift it up a little bit on the sort of on the draining board what hang on though what, um, what did she do did you register her reaction when she saw a bit of your arse what happened when she saw my arse yeah well then I wasn't looking because I thought in a way it, I don't want I don't want it to look like well, I've seen a bit of your stuff, here's a bit of mine. <laughs> I just <laughs> thought, at the end of the day, I caught a glance of you. It's only fair. You've had a bit back. 
you know, I'm not you making see, a big I, deal out of it. I genuinely think James Stewart missed a trick here in Rear Window. Yeah. This would have been, you know, a much better film had James Stewart just popped his pants down. It would have given a whole new meaning to the to the title Rear Window. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> it's tricky though. I seem to be surrounded by people like that because I've told you before, there's the old woman across the way who's just sat there reading a book. I, I look through everybody's windows like that, uh... Remember that film, that slither, sliver or something? Okay, right. When, when they've got video cameras. Yeah. I'm just looking onto everybody's world and just seeing what people are getting up to. There's nothing wrong with that. Brilliant. That's why I like washing up. <laughs> <laughs> Tell you more than that, Rick, you're going to need some time off just to have a little breather, because I know how hard you work. Uh, and, and you, mate. Well, thanks, mate, but I mean, you blinking work hard. But um, Carl's been on holiday again, hasn't he? Oh yeah, that's right, yeah, because Carl, you you don't do anything. And you have weekends off, you take at least five or six weeks holiday a year, even though you haven't got a job now, you're meant to be doing this, and yet you still so go you're, your whole life's a holiday, basically. Yeah, why do you need a holiday to, you, you, you potter around, you, you, your, your big, your big day last week was going to the cobblers, so why do you need a break so much this oh, week? It's, it's just that, you know... It's it's good for your brain and that, isn't it? It's, it's, it opens <laughs> it up a bit. You are not evidence for that. Where did you go? Grand Canaria. For a week? Yeah. Just sitting around? Um, well, it, there isn't much else to do at Grand Canaria. I mean, I, I don't want to go slagging a place off because every time I seem to talk about somewhere, get into trouble for it. Right. But it's just a, like a big rock. It's Brilliant. just vol volcanic, isn't it? It's and you must have looked like a, a little barnacle on that. Have you been there before? Um, been, been near it before to another rock. Which was just but it what, was the same sort of thing. you had your fingers Why did you go back? Because you think, well, they can't have loads of these islands that are the same, like just a big rock with hotels on. They can't get away with it. So you <laughs> think, <laughs> they well, obviously the next are one. getting away with it. <laughs> but why? Why do you keep going to these places that are rocks? Why don't you investigate first? Ask your travel agent. Is this a giant rock? Because because that's what you do, isn't it? You go and find out yourself. But what I thought I'd start doing is uh, start a diary. Okay, why? Just because. I, I sort of had a bit of time on my hands and that. Just thought, write it down, write write stuff down. And like. do you hope that this one day will become one of the great literary documents like Samuel Pepys' diary? Um, I haven't heard of that. Is it any good? <laughs> You've never heard of Samuel Pepys' diary? No, the, the, the most the, famous diary uh, other than probably Anne Frank's. I've heard of Anne Frank's and that, and I thought if she's sat in a you know a loft knocking stuff up. Not much going on in her life at that point, yet sure. she was still writing it down. Yeah, whereas she'd been to Grand Canaria, yeah. I thought, so there is stuff going on that I can chat about. Start a diary. Sure. You started a diary? Yeah. And what are you going to do? You, did you did you keep it up every day? Yeah, just, uh Oh, can I read it, please? Well, a diary's meant to be sort can, of... Uh, please, can I read some out on this podcast? I... Carl! Some of it, though, is only relevant to me, it's sort of... Oh, going... this is... Please, give me it. Oh my god. I mean, this isn't. I haven't just. Look how big it is! <laughs> <laughs> it's oh one of those god. desk diaries. It's huge. It's about a foot long. And it's. Ma oh, that is amazing. Imagine if Anne Franks had been like that. As she got out. <laughs> right. Uh, everyone would have heard it clanked down on the desk. Yeah, but my writing's quite big, isn't it? Oh, look. Give us oh, that. Do give you us know, that. Do you know about joined up writing? Have you this heard about is that? No amazing. Point. Sometimes you can't read it, can you? So it's best right, okay. to. Look oh, at, look at Oh, look. Oh my god. It starts on the first day. This is this is wonderful. Going on holiday to Grand Canaria today. Woke up to the news that Tony Banks had died. There was a piece of on the news about how everyone was shocked. Got me thinking about an invention that would be good. Right, a, a watch that counted down your life. If it says you've got three days left, 
to the doctors. <laughs> Told Suzanne about invention. She said she wouldn't buy one. But she said that about the iPod. How, uh, and how would this device work, this watch? I mean, how would you, uh, how would you know when you were about to die? Have you, is that a concern? Again, not for you to worry about, presumably the boffins and the No, all I was thinking is that Tony Banks fella, you know, he died and everyone was shocked about it. But if you had, like, a little watch on. But how does it, well, you can't just say, wouldn't it be good? How, how would this work? Yeah, um, I imagine you're in the patent office going, got an idea. They go, oh, certainly, yeah, Mr. Bogan, what's your idea? Watch that counting down your life. Oh, how does that work? What? Just, just wear well, it, just pop it on your wrist. No, 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 what do you mean, just pop it on your wrist? How does it work, just pop it on your wrist? Brilliant. You're an idiot. Well, it's interesting that he goes on. The flight to Gran Canaria was a bit bumpy. I thought about the clock that counts down your life again, and I wondered if it would know if you were going to die in a disaster. <laughs> uh, now, he's querying his own, his own design. He's wondering yeah. if it would know. He's invented this. He's and invented, <laughs> now he's not even sure. Uh, a fellow on the plane was reading Koi Mag. It was a fishing magazine. I glanced over and noticed he was reading the Pond of the Month article. Don't think they could make it into a weekly magazine. Well, to be fair to you, I because I remember seeing a guy on the train once reading Carp Monthly, yeah. a magazine do dedicated entirely to carp, and it had it had Carp of the Month, and I just thought, you know, once you're like three months in, the editor must be stressing. Have we got any more carp? Have we got a carp that's actually done anything? That's I reckon if they used the same one twice, there wouldn't be many complaints. No one would be noticing. No, that, well, that's the carp they used two years ago. There was a really fat bloke on the plane. He yeah. was playing on his PSP while I waited to go to the toilet. I looked at what game he was playing. It was darts. He's that fat and lazy, he can't even face playing a more active game on a games console. <laughs> Me and Suzanne got off the coach along with a couple of old people. One of them was in a wheelchair. I don't think it was wise of them to come to a volcanic island with a wheelchair. <laughs> Everywhere's pretty rough, paving and slopey. Guess I'll keep an eye on it as the weeks go on. Day two in Gran Canaria. Brilliant, we're only at day two. The hotel's a bit odd. I've never seen as many cross-eyed people in one location. <laughs> that's oh, enough, isn't it? That's amazing! Well, you may right. well let me read on a bit more. No, this is amazing. Well, come back this to is a brilliant now. diary. This might be the best diary ever written. Oh. While sat listening to the kinks on my iPod, I wondered if everybody thinks in their accent. I know I do. What's, what's this? What are you talking about? Just, just that, uh... You know, when, I, when I've been sat there lying on the lounger, right, and I was thinking about stuff. <laughs> How do you it? know you think in your accent? Tell me a typical thought. Because, because what I mean is, say, say if I was like, if I saw something, right, do you know how I say, like, oh, that's a bit weird, isn't it? That, <laughs> no, but that was I don't have said. to, but in, I, when you think, I don't think the sentence is like I'm saying it. It's just a thought, the thought appears, it's conceptual and it's already there. It's not like, um, I go, Rick, what? Just, uh, looking at a fellow over there, were you? Yeah, I was, yeah. Um, I was thinking it looks a bit weird. Yeah, so was I. I don't, I don't think out whole sentences. Whereas you have, Carl, Carl, li Carl, stop listening to the kinks for a minute. Look over there. More, more cross-eyed people. <laughs> no, well that's, yeah, that's Is that how your mind works? In a way, yeah. And Brilliant. that's when, because, because <laughs> I thought- a lot. <laughs> It's great that he has to think about whole sentences. Cause I thought, that's weird, isn't it? Right, I didn't think, that's weird, isn't it? And I thought, no. I actually think in my accent. And then I thought, does Stephen Hawking, does he, when he's doing his maths and that, mm. is he, I don't know where he's from, so I don't know what his accent would be like. I think he's from, uh, Kent or Cambridge or Oxford right. or something. Right, so. So you think he might think in his, in, in his, his. voice, in that, yeah. in that voice. In computerised voice. Just wondered. Had lunch inside today due to shite weather. Sat next to an old fella. 
Old men's ears and noses carry on growing as they get older. Suzanne noticed his fingers were fat too. Maybe they continue to grow. Suzanne didn't laugh when I said her arse had the same problem. <laughs> day three, cloudy start to the day. Had pie and chips in a cafe. Had a bit of an argument with Suzanne because I thought it was daft that we were paying for food when we were on an all-inclusive holiday. Changed my mind when I saw the... They sold pie, though. <laughs> the cafe was called Tattoos. The fellow who owned it didn't have any tattoos. But we never saw his wife. <laughs> <laughs> oh, brilliant. Had a drink in a bar. Everyone sat and watched one of the local cats lick its bollocks. <laughs> <laughs> it's the greatest holiday in the world. I played entertainment in that town. Went back to the hotel and had a sleep before tea. I love the fact you're like you're moaning about old people, but you're just as bad. <laughs> he's done nothing so far. <laughs> he's done nothing. He's got a hip. <laughs> oh God, God. <sighs> uh, woke up to news about ducks being badly treated. There was a really ugly one with bent legs. I'm gonna die! I'm gonna die! Why does he write this down? Oh god! Oh. There is a fat bloke from Bolton who is in the pool as I write this. He's got a big tattoo on his back, but I can't work out what it is. Dot dot dot. He just got out of the pool and burped. Just felt like you had to keep us abreast of that. <laughs> Everything's in the diary. I just seen it get to the point where you're going. Breathed in. <laughs> yeah. Breathed out again. There was a big fat fella in the sea who kept his t-shirt on. If you're big and fat, is there more chance of you getting burnt because there's more of you on show? I asked Suzanne and she said she didn't know in that sort of not listening kind of way. <laughs> I wanted to hang about to see if the fat bloke was going to get in the kayak. <laughs> but Suzanne, <laughs> Suzanne said we had a head back. <laughs> Slowing way in to see if he's going <laughs> to capsize. <laughs> we go home today, so we got up early to get the last bit of cloud. <laughs> no, it's, it's just that it wasn't. Uh, it, it's it's not that sunny all the time. I mean, I, I was sat in in weather that if it was like that air, there's no way I'd be sat in the garden. <laughs> yeah. But because you're on holiday, it's like, well, we got to sit in it. Put your coat on. So, are you going to continue to write this diary every yeah, single day? It's amazing. Keep this diary up. It's no, amazing. I, I, no, I will. I will keep it up because what I find as well is, I think earlier on before I went away, I think I did learn something. And because I wrote it down, I, I remembered it a bit um, better. So what was that? I just was thinking then. I forgot it now, but <laughs> <laughs> but I remembered looking back at it and not having to read it all because I remembered the end of it before I read it. If you know what I mean. <laughs> I have no idea what you're talking about. Just do a couple of openings. Just do a couple of openings. <clears throat> you do it. Well, you better say something. Okay. Mm. Well, I think you should say, oh, welcome to Ricky Gervais, uh, Ricky Gervais show on, uh, or whatever, podcast. I'm not on this, am I? Yeah. What am I doing here? Well, just saying hello. Hello? No, let me, let us do the introductions. We're doing two introductions <laughs> in the <laughs> two shows. <laughs> Fuck me. <laughs> Talking of, uh, eating knobs. Yeah. Jilly Golden. Now she- What's she been up to? Well, you saw her in I'm a Celebrity Get Me Out of Here. I haven't been watching it. She popped a little kangaroo knob in the mouth, chewed it up. What, she just found it? Did she lie around? No, no, it was one of the things that she had to oh, eat. it was one of the, the, the yeah, challenges. Carol Thatcher, you know, a daughter of uh, one of our leaders, Sure. she popped a couple of bollocks in the mouth, oh. chewed them up, swallowed them, oh. 
Uh, and Jilly Gordon, there was a kangaroo uh, penis there, dried. She couldn't even get, it was so tough, she couldn't even get through it. And then she, <laughs> eventually she <laughs> eats it. What, was it like a pepperoni? Yeah. And she, what do you think of that, Carl? What, eating that sort of stuff? Yeah. I just, I mean, I, I, I watch it, I like those little trial bits, right? Yeah. But, what, what I don't think people realise is, right, it is hard eating a little kangaroo knob. Right? Really? How do you know? No, it's just, you know, you think about it and you go, oh, couldn't do that, right? But what they never mention on the TV programme, which I think takes it to the next level, right? They're eating that at like half past seven in the morning. Sure. <laughs> right. Which For is breakfast. worse, isn't it? Yeah. Do you know what I mean? If, if, if I was there and Ant and Dec said, right, Carl, eat the knob, I'd go, hang on a minute, <laughs> give us a few hours, let me get some rice and that on my belly and just sort of fill me up a little bit more. I'll pop back at about half six this evening. Right. Have it ready. <laughs> and I'd, I'd be happier then. It's just it's just that thing of, you know, you don't want to eat, you don't eat animal genitals on an empty stomach. So what are you saying? You could... I'm, I'm, I'm saying like, I, I could eat, I could eat a knob at night, but... Just cut that there. We'll loop that. If any, if any, uh, DJs are listening, no. um, just take that quote, I could eat a knob at night, uh, by Carl Pilkington. No. Maybe do a, a, a dance remix. Yeah, just I think maybe you're sort of a house producer and you could maybe get some kind of high energy beat going and then we could oh, just but... send that out to some of the gay clubs. I'm yeah. sure it'd be pop really popular. Please, please anyone send us, you know, uh, uh, that, that looped with a nice little, you know, uh, funky house beat. Carl Pilkington saying I could eat a knob at night. I always wanted a nickname. Um, I just thought it was quite cool for some reason, particularly because gangsters always seem to have nicknames. Lefty. Know, fingers. Yeah. Lefty, yeah. Uh, Scarface. Yeah. And so I, I decided that I thought, because no one was giving me a nickname at school, it was kind of annoying, or certainly not to my face, yeah. that I decided to just come up with one. Yeah. And so I went, I remember I was at lunch once, and I just said to my mate Phil. How old were you? Uh, 12, 13. Brilliant. I just said to him, uh, Phil, um, don't know if you know, mate, but, um, People aren't calling me Steve anymore. Everyone's, everyone's calling me Spud now. Now I don't know why I thought Spud. It's weird we should talk about Mr. Potato. I don't know why I thought Spud was a, was a cool nickname. I just sort of, I think it's, it's a grown-up it, name though, isn't it? And it's also because I think it sounded like uh, it was probably either something that you'd find in one of those kids books, like the Famous Five or like the Bash Street Kids. They'd be Spud, and I always imagine with Spud, he's not the leader of the gang, but he's a reliable member. I think you know Spud I mean? is the biggest lorry driver in one yeah. particular sort of uh, car park. Yeah, and here comes Spud. Yeah. And he gets out, all right, boys. And he's big and massive. And he, a Spud can eat two breakfasts. <laughs> exactly, yeah. But I just, in my mind, it was, yeah, that I would be one day part of a gang and it's, I'm Pinky, this is Joe Joe and the tall guy Spud. And, and you know, and on, never really it? caught. And he just went, oh yeah, right. And no one started, and I was hoping he'd go, you know, everyone's calling Steve Spud. Yeah. But of course. Hey, Spud, the first time I said Spud, you go, what? <laughs> yeah, exactly. You'd be really proud, wouldn't you? <laughs> but, um, but I think that it's, it, it kind of, actually in a way, it probably revealed that, I just was probably not in people's thoughts enough to, to get, to get for the nickname to catch on, you know, because you sort of yeah, need I, to be a real player in the I school. I think you should have gone somewhat more memorable. I mean, I'm not saying anything goggle eyed freak or anything. What? Uh, no, no, just. Uh, well, no, no, it's good, no, it's good advice, Fatty. <laughs> fatty, fatty, pop That's belly. the problem. I wasn't fat at school, and I suppose Carl didn't have a round bald head at school, did you? Uh, well, no, you, no. <laughs> did you have a nickname? Um, not, not. I mean, there was a lot of people on the estate that I grew up on. You know, nicknames are, are big things on estates and that. Yeah. Um, a lot of my dad's mates, right? What what their nicknames did was tell you about them. Do you know how I said about the Elephant Man's a good name? 
Yeah. Because, like, you know what you're going to get. If someone said, Elephant Man's popping around in a bit, it wouldn't be a shock <laughs> when he walked in. Yeah. Right? <laughs> so so it, was, it worked in that sort of uh, sort of thing. You know, so there was, uh, there was John the Screw, right? John the Screw? Yeah. Well, he had sex a lot or he worked in a prison? No, he had a DIY shop. <laughs> <laughs> so, so you had him, right? right? There was uh, <laughs> there was Fred the Veg, yeah. Which is, yeah. I assume it's because he was at the same IQ as you, yeah. or, or or he was in a coma. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> right. There was there was uh, there was my uncle Tattoo Stan. All oh, right. right. Yeah. He had he had like loads of tattoos that he'd just done himself. Oh right. my god. The the problem was because he did his tattoos himself. Oof. The ones on his left arm were really good because <laughs> he was right-handed. On his right arm, rubbish. Right? Um, so so there was him. Oh, great. And there was um, Jimmy the Hat. Jimmy who, the Hat. Yeah. Did and he always that, wear a hat? No, he didn't. That that's that was the point there. That he, he never wore a hat. That's amazing. Brilliant. How can you pick up on someone never wearing a hat? How would you ever notice? I'll tell you what, I've noticed something about Jimmy. What? Go on. He doesn't wear a hat. <laughs> why, why was he not called Jimmy the Parrot? Because he, he never carries a parrot. <laughs> no, uh, that's just the way, I mean, that's how they work, isn't it? I mean, it, that, it, that, here comes Jimmy Three Legs. Why'd you call him that? He hasn't got three legs. I didn't really have one apart from, um, like, I had a CB. You know, like, when you'd go on a CB radio and have a chat to people. Oh, this was a craze in the, uh, was it late 70s, early 80s? Early 80s. And, uh... It was just short band radio, wasn't it? Everyone had these little handsets, and they'd speak to each other in the sort of local area. Yeah, it was mainly. I think it started off with like lorry drivers, and isn't that. it? Yeah, truckers. Yeah, because there was that that thing from like about nineteen seventy. Convoy it was convoy. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So, so I had one of them, and my handle. I had, I had two. Handle means is your nickname. Your yeah, name. there's loads of code, code stuff. Yeah. Um, I had, I had a couple. I had um, there was Pilkey O one, because right. like I said, there's a lot of Pilkingtons and that. In Manchester, so I just thought, give it a number. If someone wants Pilkio two, it's open. Do you know what I mean? They can have it. And then, um, <laughs> like, it's, like it's people scrabbling. For, oh, yeah. I want a Pilkio one. And then, um, because I did boxing and that. Well, you did it once. <laughs> yeah. Well, I'd, uh, I'd boxer boy because I thought that that's quite a good image as well. That's kind of like people going, oh, don't mess with him. Do you know what I mean? Yeah. If he asks what your handle is, tell him. Do you know what I mean? Yeah. It's boxer boy in that. Yeah. So. Just had them two, and I used to just go on there and pointless. What is the point of this? Well, you just you just meet people, don't you? And you don't meet people. You say, "What's your handle?" You're a box boy. What's yours? Uh, uh, rubber duck. All right, cheers. No, it's but ridiculous. then but then you'll say like, then you go, "Oh, uh, what's your twenty? What's that mean? That's where are you? Well, won't you say where are you? Because just in case there's someone who's listening in who who you know you hear about this all the time, don't you? People listening, jotting stuff down. Oh, right. So, just in case someone in the world doesn't know what handle means, they're, they're out of the loop. They're yeah. out of the loop. It's hardly the, it's not a difficult code to crack, is it, yeah. if you're trying to track someone? It's hardly the head of the mafia talking to each other because the FBI are on the wire. It's ridiculous. Like, I go, oh, he keeps saying that, what's your handle? And they come back with something else. I, don't, <laughs> I can't work out what's going on. No, it's like, it's like anything, isn't it? That's what codes, that's what, you know, that's what codes are all about, isn't it? You, Set them up in that. Go on and tell me, tell me the code then. Reveal it long last to the world what yeah. these codes are. Right. So, yeah. what's your twenty? Where oh, are you? This is better than the enigma. Yeah. Right now, here we go. Right. How many candles are you burning? Uh, does that mean how big is your car or something like that? Horsepower or something? See? No, that's that's. Oh, how old what are you? time is it? No, how old are you? What how old are you? Okay. Right. right. Uh, how many candles are you burning? Of course. Yeah. 
So what the, what's the answer come back? You go, uh... I'm 15. 14. Brilliant. That code, <laughs> that code, it, there's no one gonna work that out. There is no one gonna work that one out. So let's just play through this conversation. This is, is it, give us an example of how it worked. Right, so, um, so, so, you, you turn it on and that, and, and you start off, and, uh, there was something that you said at the start, like, uh... Hello! Just, you break a breaker. Yeah, break a breaker, do you copy, or whatever. Yeah. Then someone will go. What does yeah. copy mean? No, what let, his name was? Because I want to hear the fascinating conversations that Carl must have had. Yeah. And you go. Uh, All right, it's a uh, boxer boy. Yeah. Mm. What's your goes, twenty? What's your twenty? And you go. Well, just uh, I'm in Manchester. In, in the flat. Oh, and right. you go. All right. Yeah. How many candles are you burning? Mm. You go. Oh, I'm thirteen. Oh. So <laughs> and that's uh, the end, is it? Then you sort of. Then you might sort of uh, say what what uh, what was it? It was something like what what am I burning? Right. Using burning again. Confusing, but go on, yeah. What am I burning? <laughs> <laughs> the bacon, because I'm busy talking to you, you twat. That's like, what's my power? What what uh, what strength am I coming in at? Oh, yeah. Because then you can tell if they're quite close to you. So if you're yeah. getting someone burning a one... Well, you've told them. You said, wait, what's your 20? You go, I'm, I'm in Macclesfield Street. Yeah, but oh, then, right. But then you Wonder go, where they are. We've well, just told you. <laughs> I yeah, know far away they are. But then you go, oh, that's interesting, because uh, you're burning, f you know, burning three. I don't normally get a three. <laughs> this is the least, <laughs> the least interesting hobby oh, you know could what I ever do. I wish you'd have kept a diary of this, because this has been fascinating. <laughs> now and again, someone will come in and go, uh, side on, right? What's that mean? And that means, like, there's someone sat there listening into Ooh. this chat and going, this sounds interesting. Yeah, no, it doesn't. Unlikely. Yeah. And they, they want to join in, so they sort of go, side on, you go, side on, bring it in, right? And they go, all right. <laughs> How many candles are you burning? <laughs> yeah. What's your 20? again. Yeah. See you later. What's your 20? How many candles are you burning? Oh. And, I mean, it seems to me that what you should have done is make made a note the first time so that when you then speak to them again, you don't need to ask them those questions. <laughs> Can I just confirm that you're burning 15? Carl, a lot of people are absolutely fascinated to find out how you met uh, Suzanne, your girlfriend of how long? Uh, ages. Yeah. Um, and they just, they they can't comprehend how, well, I suppose that there's any woman out there. Well, there's someone for everyone, isn't there? Yeah. That's always my, my thing. And it's reassuring, I think. You know, we've chatted about the face transplants and that. You know, there's a face for everyone. Philosophy, isn't it? Yeah. I mean, it's really... Unbelievable. No, there is someone for everyone, no matter what, what yeah. condition you're in or whatever. Yeah. Because um, there's a, I read on the email, someone emailed in an old Chinese proverb. Um, is it old though? <laughs> <laughs> you know the Chinese proverbs don't age well. Um, it's something about, uh, oh, everyone, everything, no matter what it is, has got one talent. Right, and that's the same way in a relationship, isn't it? That everyone, you know, there's always someone out there, and that I like the Chinese. There's another Chinese proverb that I learned on, on an email. Go on. Um, he who cuts the wood up warms himself twice. Yeah, that's good. That's good. Yeah, and then someone sent in that one about um, too many Chinese cooks spoil the broth. <laughs> Why, well, why is, well, that's, I don't, I don't know, I don't know who slipped the word Chinese in there, but I heard it was too many cooks. Well, it was all, it was just all sort of Chinese proverbs and that. One of my favourite, um, uh, 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 on the same subject is, um, 
a camel is a horse designed by committee. What do you mean? Well, it, I mean, it's having a go at the camel and it shouldn't, but it's just, you know, it's just, it's just a metaphor. And if you wanted to design a horse and you had that vision, but you let, you let 12 people in a room have their say, it wouldn't come out as you wanted it to do and it wouldn't be as good. A vision is more perfect than committee because everyone having their say, it becomes anodyne, it becomes compromised. Whereas the best things you can do is have an idea and have a vision and auteur that. Rick, can I just say now, I can tell from his look that he's thinking, which committee designed the camel? <laughs> <laughs> well, I'd just say, I'd say, who, why would you request the ump bit? Because <laughs> that's just going to get in the way, isn't it? This I, is, I mean, I've always, I've always said that about a lot of animals. It's like we, we've doubled up on a lot of them. We've chatted about elephants and mammoths, one or the other. <laughs> and that's the same with a, with a camel. I'd have that up there as what what they're doing. They were good years ago in the Jesus times and that. Don't need them now. You know what I mean? We've moved on. Well, not people who use camels to cross deserts. What other, I'm going to throw some animals at you, and you tell how, how, how you'd have improved them if you'd have been designing them. Okay? Mm -hmm. The octopus. So I, I can now go back, I can look at them and go, what are they doing? And wh wh where have they gone wrong? What's up with you? Wh wh how could you improve it? Like the camel, you go lose the ump. I'd probably, I'd probably give it a bit more of a body. <laughs> Cut down on the arms. Um... And, and give it some bones, because I don't understand all this, it getting in a jar is, is good. When does it want to get in a jar? <laughs> it says- Well, it only wants to get in a jar according to your stories. <laughs> no, but there's something that says it can get in a jar because it hasn't got any bones, but yeah. I don't know why it'd want to do that in the first place. <laughs> I can't even begin to answer that. Once again, you've, you've said, you've claimed that you've read that they like to get in jars. I mean, how do they know that octopus <laughs> like to get in jars? Oh, God, you can improve on an octopus. Millions and millions of years of evolution making it perfect for its surroundings. Okay, who would get in your in your team? You can choose no, eight well, this animals. Is, this is what I'm saying. If I was Noah, mm. I would have gone like, hang on a minute. We've, I've just seen something that looks a bit like this. <laughs> <laughs> Let it drown. And have a clear out. But he didn't. He was messing about saving everything. He was instructed by God to save everything, yeah. to be fair to him. Yeah, but if he's been given that job, for me, he's sort of manager of that job. So you, so you believe with Noah management. as well. You well, believe that you believe Noah happened as well, and he built a boat big enough to to cater two of every species. You actually believe that as fact, dear? Well, it's it's out there in book form. Brilliant. Uh, right. We haven't answered the question that we started with. How did you meet Suzanne? Does that work? Thanks. Migrant workers in South China are wearing adult diapers on packed trains heading home for the New Year holiday because they've got no access to the toilet. Many supermarkets in this particular part of China have reported a 50% increase in sales of adult nappies for the train trips. Now, what do you make of that, Carl? You're on a long, long train journey, three hours, four hours. You know there's no toilet. You know you're going to need to go pop on a... Why isn't there any toilets? They just aren't on the, t the trains. And they're a really long journey... Yeah. How long? Hours. Well, very long in China. It's a big country. I, w I wouldn't... I, I couldn't do that. <laughs> I couldn't I couldn't do it. I'd, I'd have to hold it in or something. Just like... Uh, I mean, when I, when I was a young kid, I don't know how young you are when you wear a nappy and that. But um, I remember that I didn't like it, doing it in a pair of pants like that, a pair <laughs> of nappies and that. And I used to have to... Uh, even when I was too small to sort of 
get up on the toilet and that because you'd fall in. Um, <laughs> my mum knew that I didn't like nappies and that. I used to just go in in the corner just near the kitchen in this thing that like a like a litter tray. <laughs> <laughs> That cat's having that. I mean, it, you know, it wasn't it wasn't like that, but but it's that's that's you know that's the same sort of idea. And I'd go there, and uh, I'd do <laughs> me thing, and uh, you know, my mum used to say, "Oh, he's, he's going there. Don't look at him," and that because it put me off. You know, like cats don't like being watched when they do it. <laughs> when they go in their litter tray in the kitchen. No, they don't. They don't like it. Look, I tested it. Again. What are you just like a little feral kid just running around and going to the litter tray, covering it up, and then running up the curtain and eating a, a sweet at the top of the pelmet? No, but no, nobody <laughs> likes being watched, and that's what I'm saying. If you're sat on a train and you're knocking one out, and that and everyone's looking at you, it's, I don't. I don't think it'll catch on. <laughs> Well, it has caught on. Has they're all doing it. They just, they're just, they're just sitting there. They're doing, you know, they're reading the paper, doing Sudoku, <laughs> and 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 they're looking around when they're going. They're thinking, oh, no one knows I'm going. Everyone's thinking that, and everyone's going. I mean, it's partly because there are 120 million peasants from China's vast rural areas who swarm into the cities for work. And so, you know, th that sheer number of people means that the trains are so overcrowded. I just don't. Th I mean, what, what? What are we getting to? You know what I mean? What What's going on in the world that this is happening? I know. I mean, people have always had to travel for ages. <laughs> I, d I, d I just don't. I don't understand why there isn't a toilet on it. We're going backwards. <laughs> We're going backwards, <laughs> aren't we? Why isn't there a toilet on it? <laughs> well, maybe there is, but maybe people are thinking the queue is going to take forever. If you've got 125 million people, yeah, going but not back. everybody wants to go at once. I mean, I know Chinese and all that are, like, at the forefront of everything that goes on in the world, inventing stuff first, but this isn't one of the best <laughs> that they've come up with. What have they invented, then, the Chinese? just Loads you... of stuff, haven't they? Yeah, well, loads of stuff. I was going to ask you, you seem quite educated on the subject, but... Um, they did them cat mop things that I told you about. Brilliant. Um, I mean, this was where you put mops on the feet of cats, was that right? Yeah. And they wander about the house, clean up and that, wash the floor for you whilst they're pottering about. Um... <laughs> They've done like hats with umbrellas on them. They've done. They've done. I mean, they've, they've, they're known for like coming up with stuff first. Yeah, I mean, my first thought was gunpowder, but yeah, cats with mops is good as well. <laughs> Carl, what would you change if you were in charge of what kids are taught in school? Right, you know, because I mean, your school experience was a bit. If you got very bored, didn't you? You got very disillusioned by school. Yeah. What I'd do, right, is uh. Instead of keep sort of teaching kids about two and two and that, which is four, right? <laughs> well done. Um, Show off. <laughs> um, I think you should be asked more questions that make them think rather than something that has just got an answer. I totally agree. I totally agree. Right? So, yeah, like... Yeah, yeah. Uh, To teaching them the, 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 the quest for knowledge, uh, inflaming their imagination. But just freaking them out a bit as well, just going, like... <laughs> See, I knew that's where it was going. Because <laughs> yeah. as soon as you started talking, Rick, I was thinking, you're thinking some of the big existential or philosophical questions. You yeah. Know, what it, does it mean to be human? What does it mean to interact with other exactly. humans? To be a human. Or, or, or teaching them sort of, like, philosophy on a basic level, that, you know, teaching them the love for learning. So, yeah. you know, get them out to a roots level so they want to learn and then they will learn, as opposed to just teaching them facts. Whereas... He, he was thinking, <laughs> freak them out a bit. <laughs> yeah. No, just like, you know, like I read the other day, um, and someone sent it in on email, like, how oh, there's a, a, a dishwasher that's been found on Mars. Rubbish. Woo, what? Right? But it's not true. So, so tell them that. But it's not true. Go home and write about it. How did that happen? But it didn't happen. The, well, it did happen. It was in a science magazine. No, it didn't happen. There's not in, a dishwasher a on Mars. Why not? 
Because <laughs> me, why not? Why did it? How did it get there? But we're always sending like rubbish out there and that. It's like not dishwashers. What do you think the the council take it away and they go? Where can we put it? Well, the uh, the tip's full. We well, where's the nearest thing we can dump this? Mars, I imagine. No, but the same way that fella who I don't know was it two Christmases ago when he was messing about saying I can get stuff to Mars and all that. Um, he did it wrong because he did it on like Boxing Day, and I just think nobody's concentrating. No one wants to work on that day. It's kind of <laughs> like you know what I mean. They're going to do stuff sort of half-assed, aren't they, <laughs> sure. on Boxing yeah. Day? So. It didn't really get there, I don't think, but it crash-landed. What right? are you talking about? What was he trying to do? He was sending something up to Mars. Yeah, that little, that little fella that wanted to get something on Mars, and it, it, it got- probe, you mean? And it didn't open properly. Yeah. It got there, it didn't open properly. But, but the thing is, it got there, it didn't open properly. No one's been back to pick it up. And what I'm saying yeah. is, we're saying about going to Mars as our next planet, it's a tip. There's loads of stuff that's been no. flirted up there. No, it's not. <laughs> like it has, about- it's all, it's just all, like, that probe thing is still there. Rotting away. Yeah. So- Ipso facto, there is a dishwasher on Mars. We've yeah. settled that. Why would they have a dishwasher on Mars? Would they take the dishwasher up to the space shuttle in case they had dinner parties? What are you talking about? I just think they would have a little dishwasher in there. There's a lot of them. Tight space. You don't want a bit. Who's going to do that? You know, that means. Do you know how much fuel it takes to move a kilogram? Yeah. Out of the Earth's atmosphere. So they're going to take up a dishwasher, are they? Sorry, but what are they cooking up there, Carl? How many people does it take to fly a rocket? I <laughs> how many people? Tell me how many people. Uh, well, it's either one monkey with a banana shoe that feeds it, or probably two or three humans. Right. Say it's three humans. Yeah. Now, there's three humans because they need one to steer it, one to, like, be going, yeah, we're all right. Yeah, one, one to make the, some more d'oeuvres. One to one stop at the petrol station no, to get what, more. Yeah. What I'm saying is, if you're going to start having a sink, then whoever's they washing up- They have got a sink. I know, because they've got a dishwasher. <laughs> He's got you there. But anyway, I'm not, I'm not going to go into that, but all I'm saying is teach kids things about, say to them, right, when you go home tonight, there was dinosaurs knocking about ages ago, how would you have lived with them? Get on with it. See you later. Well, they didn't. I've told you this before. You, you got a lot of your information from the Flintstones and One Million Years BC with Raquel Welsh. There weren't dinosaurs knocking around where there were little fellas knocking around in furry pants. No, no, but just sort of saying to them, all right then, here's a different question. Go on then. Would it be better... Um, to have dinosaurs knocking about now whilst we're here. Because I, I put that in my diary the other day, that, that <laughs> when you think about it, there's a population problem. Yeah. There's too many of us. Yeah. We're saving people all the time. No one's allowed to get injured anymore. You've got to, you know, wear a helmet when you're on a bike. Yeah. There's speed bumps to slow people down. Zebra crossing. Cures for illnesses. No one's dying anymore, right? Well, I think they are. Not not as many as they should be, because yeah, the world's think, crowded. All I'm saying I is- I think there's still people dying. I think, I think there's still people dying. Not that many, though. Yeah, I think there's still millions of people a handful, dying. Apparently, a handful. Lo- yeah. Loads of people are living longer, and yeah. that's that's a problem. So, so you I'm feel that you should introduce Tyrannosaurus Rex into say about, London, around. just having wandering around, just picking people off. That's what. Just just you know, just sort of random and that. Because I I don't know. I mean, I'm not wishing that anyone I know dies and that. But all I'm saying is, I don't know anyone who's died for ages. Right. Whereas if a dinosaur was knocking about, you'd go. Oh, oh, Neil, yeah. Neil's gone missing. Yeah, and, and you know, Nora's been, had her head bitten off by a whatever. I just yeah. think it, then it is survival of the fittest, which yeah. is we've lost all that now. You don't even have to be fit to survive. They just keep sticking a new lung on you. <laughs> or, <laughs> do you know what I mean? They, they, they can they can do too much now to keep people going. <laughs> they just keep sticking a new lung on you. Question from Kevin. He says, Carl, other than the famous boxing match that you've often talked about, I know that took um, up about 20 minutes of your time, have you ever been in any other kind of fight? Uh, I don't suppose a, a slanging match. I think they're talking, have you ever been in a physical fight? Um, once that I can remember. 
It was over a over a woman. Well, <laughs> a girl. I was at school. Yeah. Um, and it was because like it's hassle, isn't it? Right, relationships when you're younger. How you're old not, were you? Um, about seven. <laughs> <laughs> it's over a woman. <laughs> go on then. Yeah, go on. And there was this girl knocking about who, you know, she was, she was quite good looking, everybody liked. And uh, my mate, he really liked her. And uh, I, I didn't sort of ask her out on that, but she just sort of took a shine to me and stuff, right? And uh, didn't really go out with her properly. It's at, at that age where going out with someone is just like sort of going, all right, in the morning, do you know what I mean? You just sort of <laughs> nod your head. Yeah. And that. Anyway, there was some sort of school disco. <laughs> and... Um, they were playing Spin the Bottle or something, right? And uh, I sort of wandered over to see what was going on. And I stood on this girl's dress and put a hole in it. And she started crying. I was like, oh, I can't be dealing with this, right? Can't, uh, you know, what's up with you? It's a hole, what's up with you? And everyone's going, Carl, what are you doing? That's meant to be your girlfriend and that. You should be sort of saying, oh, I'm sorry, and giving her a hug and all that. And... Saying it'll be all right, we'll sort the dress out. I said, oh, I can't be dealing with this. No. Right. So she's crying her eyes out. I said, It's over. Right? <laughs> <laughs> oh, it's, it's over, you saying? Right. In the morning. <laughs> yeah. yeah. No yeah. more of that. Yeah, there's no more. Right. In the morning. So I go to the toilet, right? And uh, this lad who fancies her comes in and goes, You're out of order, you know. I'm saying, What are you on about? So you, there's two seven year olds. You're out of order. Keep out. Yeah. <laughs> Cut it out. <laughs> Show her a bit of bloody respect. <laughs> Sorry, were you wearing trilbies? Yeah. <laughs> he put his cigarette out in the sink and he just said, leave it. <laughs> Get out of my face. <laughs> so oh. I just thought, I said, look, why are you getting involved and all that? Why are you getting involved? And it was obviously like, because, you know, he, he fancied her and that. We yeah. had a bit of a fight in there. Yeah. Yeah. Um... I I accidentally, you know, sort of chipped his tooth on a sink. Right? Wow, is it like a proper... Sorry, this is like someone from Lockstock and Two Smoking Barrels. Yeah. What are you talking about? Two seven-year-olds in a toilet. Just, uh, so you put you put a hole in her dress. I don't know how that. What were I you wearing? Football boots. Just... <laughs> how, did you, how did you make a hole in her dress? I don't know. It was like that that sort of material. You were like, wearing winkle pickers, like <laughs> crepe. You know what I mean? It was like a crepe dress or something. Yeah, right. And that so, got a hole in it. So, so you're having a, and when you say you're having a fight, I mean, are you wrestling with it? You got head, sort of arm locks and head A little bit of wrestling and sho- shoving about and that, and it was an accident. I didn't sort of go right. I'm going to break your teeth or anything. It's just yeah. that I happened to push his head down, and and his tooth hit the sink, yeah. right? And it chipped and yeah. what have you. After that, like I, I sort of left there and stuff, and we had to go into assembly, uh, and there was a copper in there doing some presentation, saying, "Listen, kids, you know, don't get into trouble, because we're out there and we'll get you." Right, so sort of try to teach the kids young, not to get into any trouble and stuff. So I'm sat in the assembly room, thinking, "Oh God, there's a copper here talking," and it like my mate's going to come in in a minute, like with a chipped tooth and everything. And, and questions are going to get asked. That's what kind of happened. I mean, the, the coppers didn't get involved. Yeah. Did you turn your back on violence after that? Then? Yeah. Uh, well, well, he, he said, "You'll never take me alive, copper." <laughs> yeah, yeah. Um, so yeah, that, that was the sort of last fight. Brilliant. Lawrence from New York says, I was wondering how Mr. K. Dilkington would interpret this famous saying of philosopher Ludwig Wittgenstein. The quote is, if a lion could talk, we could not understand him. Even if he's English? 
Yeah, if he, <laughs> yeah, if a lion could speak English, so there's no language barrier. He's speaking English words and using all the correct uh, grammar and everything, but you wouldn't be able to understand what he was saying. Why? Because it is from a different world. His frames of reference would be so bizarre that you wouldn't be able to get a grasp on what he was talking about because you'd have so little in common, even if he used real words. No, but he's talking English. Yeah, I know, but his reference points would be just so far removed. You know, they're removed slightly when, uh, uh, if you saw two people talking about Kierkegaard, you'd, un you'd, you'd... I hear... wouldn't understand that. Exactly. So remove that a billion times to a different species with different input. No, but it depends. If I'm talking to a lion in London Zoo... Yeah. He'll, he'll be saying, oh, I'm fed up with being stuck in here. I'll go, yeah. It's like that. It depends what his background <laughs> is. I mean, there's some people who might have lived down the road from me, but have a totally different life. Absolutely. So it doesn't matter that it's a lion, does it? Well, yeah, because they're just trying to remove it even more. So, so now it's not just a bloke who lived a few doors away. Now it's not even a bloke. Now it's not even. Yeah, but I'd I'd pick something smaller yeah. or right. or something you know a worm without a mouth. I'd go definitely not. What? Definitely, Definitely not, not what? what? I wouldn't be having a chat with it. I just, I just think that a worm that's that's underground. Yeah. What's it got to offer me? It's <laughs> <laughs> it's blind and it hasn't got a mouth. It's not going to be a good day out with it. Is what I'm saying. It's not going to have that much to say to me, even if it's English. Right? <laughs> even if it's English. And how can you tell if a worm is English? Is it wear a very tiny bowler hat? <laughs> oh Christ! But do you understand? What about a jellyfish? No, I, you see, I think that's where you, you can you can say you wouldn't be able to have a good chat with them because to me, the sea might as well be another world. Yeah. Right. Yeah. Um, in a way, I, I think the fish sort of have more rights than us. What do you mean? Just because when when whoever made the world, right? Yeah. Say you know we we're just bigging up God, but if yeah. I was was to have a go at him, yeah, I'd say you added too much water. <laughs> Criticism one to God, right? right. So, <laughs> you'd, how would you have changed that? Just, just more land. Fair enough. Now, why, why, are the, why have fish got more rights than us? That because, was because, because there's loads of them, and when you look at the amount of sea on the world, right? There's, there's loads of that. You only have to like, like you know, I was in Malaga the other week, right? And you know, you look in the sea. There's loads of different fish, uh, and that's just in like eight foot water. If you go miles out, there's like all sorts of weird fish, isn't there, with like lights on them and everything. So, and there's just millions of different types. Yeah. Yeah. Now. But why does that mean they've got more rights than us? Just because I think, you know, rights come in, in numbers, don't they? If you know what I mean. Like, if there's one of you shouting, people go, oh, he's an idiot, shut up, whatever. If there's loads of you shouting, they go, oh, best listen to them, see what they've got to say. Right. And, and that's what I mean about fish. <laughs> yeah. There's loads of fish. Right. So... But they're not really making their voices heard, though, are they, Carl? Yeah. I know, because they're underwater. But what But what I mean is... I don't know what I mean. <laughs> <laughs> Carl, right? What, what do you think it's like being a crab if you if you could go now your mind into a crab what would you see where would you be what would you be doing what would you be thinking what do you think of all the other things the crabs you'd see the 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 squids you'd see what what what's it like do you think 
I want you to, it's like creative writing, just think, just let yourself go. Come on. Uh, it's gotta be a crab. What do you think of a slug? What do you think it would be a slug? What would you do if you were, if you were transported now into a slug, what would you do? And you, and Suzanne, you're suddenly in the kitchen but you're a slug and Suzanne's sort of like there, just making tea and that. How do you let her know I'd, it's you? It's impossible. I'd just chuck myself into the salt pot or <laughs> No, because what, what do you do? I'd, I'd hate that. I'd hate, that would be horrible, that. Have you ever read uh, Franz Kafka's Metamorphosis, Not in which a man so. wakes up and he's turned into a giant beetle, and that's the uh, that's the whole story? Uh, I think it might be of interest to you. So what happened to him with a beetle? Well, I don't want to ruin it for you in case you read no, it. I but won't be reading it. Don't worry. He joined a pop group with three other people. He was brilliant. No, it's a really wonderful book. It's a kind of almost heartbreaking because, of course, he uh, he does like Ricky saying. He finds it very hard then to relate to other people, even though he still has the consciousness of a human. You know, his parents, his rest of his family, they don't know how to deal with him. You know, because he, he's a giant beetle, he becomes a freak. He becomes an outsider. It's terrible. You but, know. but hang on, though, is he a giant beetle? Or yeah. Is he, well, yeah. Well, that's not going to go down well, is it? That's that. Course, people aren't going to like you. But if it's a normal-sized one, then you just get in with the other beetles, don't you? <laughs> Whereas if you're but a giant, sort of how would you do that? How would you ingratiate yourself? Right. So you're suddenly a beetle. You're Carl Pilkington, right? There's other beetles. They're doing their business. They're scuttling around, and you go, you go in there, and you go, and they go, they look at you as a new beetle. What, what's your first? What do you do? How do you ingratiate yourself? Well, for a bit, I wouldn't. I wouldn't sort of barge in into their house and that. I'd I'd wait until they're out and about. And I'd, I'd like, like in life, right? Um, sort of help them out. I don't know what beetles do all day. I've never seen one doing anything. They just seem to be going from one place to another. Right. I've never seen them carrying anything. I don't know what they eat. I don't know what they do. <laughs> I don't know why we've got them, right? But what I mean is, I'd watch them and I'd sort of help them out. And I mean, you know, it's like going on a date or meeting a woman, isn't it? But what if you there is? Whoa, a hang on. What do you mean? What, what, how is it like going on a date with a woman? Well, it's like I said about Suzanne with her hot chocolate. She bought me that, and I've gone, she's all right. 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 She gets me another one. Before I know it, she's living with me. <laughs> so, it's... You so, you're, you're, you're all these, those beetles, they're scrubbing around, right? You're sort of, like, watching them, and, there's, and then you realise that you want a mate with this female beetle. What do you do? What's your first move? Yeah, but I don't know what beetles do, do I? So, I don't know how, how, what you do. I don't know if you go up and go, all right. What do they do? How do they get on? Whoa. It's a different world. I, I don't know yet, do I? Because they haven't done it. Would you feel bad, because having your own mind in this beetle, right? Would you feel bad shagging a beetle? Would you feel that that was, that was a bit sick, because you've got a human mind? Well, no, because you just close your eyes and that, wouldn't you? And go, oh, pretend to think of something else. So, get round it that way. There's no point getting down about it, because I'm stuck now as a beetle. So you've got to <laughs> get on with it. <laughs> but if you're a slug, you said you'd throw yourself in the salt pot. What would you do if you were a beetle if you got depressed? And you see all the other humans. No, you see your mates, right? They got they're listening to the iPod. What would you do? Well, no, that's what I'm saying. Though beetles are different because they do <laughs> tend to hang about with each other. A slug's always on its own. It's a lonely insect, isn't it? It's, it's not an insect. All right, what is it? A mollusk. Right, they're lonely. I've never seen a load of snails all together or slugs <laughs> wandering about. Those beetles <laughs> seem to knock about in crowds. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. So, oh God! Okay, right, another one. So there are sociable creatures, and it wouldn't bother you that you're that you've got the mind of Carl Pilkington in there. 
because you uh, can't communicate with these people because they don't speak English. They don't. They don't have any communication with you. Yeah, but if it's happened to me, there'll be another one in there. Okay then. Right. Okay. Um, what would you do, right? That's <laughs> the most disgusting thing. What could it be? Um, right. What What would you do, right? If you were suddenly a fly, right, and you were knocking around with the flies, right, and you had to land on some uh, excrement? Yeah. What would you do? Yeah, but I don't have to. What do you mean? You're a fly. You're yeah, but I it. wouldn't. No, I wouldn't be loving it. No, would I? <laughs> Why? Because I'm me in that fly's head. <laughs> so I'd, I'd just. I don't think other flies would be going. Come on, join in. I'd just be like, no, I'll wait here, what, wait, watch, and that. Because they don't. I don't see why they have to do that. What would you do, right? If you had to go back and you were in a, um, you were had to go put your mind in like the um, an unhatched uh, egg of something like maybe one of those e- like, like uh, that a wasp was injected in a spider. So you know you're in an egg, right? Which is really uncomfortable in a spider. How would you feel about that, Carl? You're a baby wasp in the abdomen of a spider. And I know everything that I know now. I'm, I'm sat in there. Yeah. And now I'm, now I'm in a spider as a ba- as an unborn wasp. What the fuck am I doing here? What's going on? I don't know what I'll do there. Uh, will they try and sleep? <laughs> There's nothing else to do, though, is there? I just pray to God it never happens.